through family, so I had no choice but to leave. But if I knew this was going to happen, I should have rather suffered the violence, to be honest with you. We've got nowhere at the moment. We've got nowhere to go. It's hard, isn't it? You, you need a deposit for a start, and some people haven't got deposits. But they're trying the hardest to find a home and not just put them in the street when they're in the night shower. MPs will today debate a plan to strip some terrorism suspects of British citizenship, even if it leaves them stateless. The Home Secretary, Theresa May, has put forward the idea as an amendment to the Immigration Bill, saying it could be applied if an individual is judged to be seriously prejudicial to British interests. The government is still facing criticism and possible rebellions by Conservative backbenchers over the rights of foreign criminals. A health centre which had been due to open in November has finally welcomed its first patients. The Wolverton Medical Centre opened its doors on this week after a string of delays, as our Milton Keynes reporter Craig Lewis reports. Furniture that didn't turn up, problems with the lift and, my personal favourite, legal guidelines and building regulations. Whatever that means. Those are among the reasons given by NHS England for delays in the opening of the £2.3 million health centre. But on Monday, it finally opened, offering patients first-class facilities and, I've been assured, somewhere to sit. Specialist army vehicles could be helping flood victims in Somerset by the end of the day after the county council asked the government for help. Military planners are starting work this morning in areas such as the Somerset levels, where thousands of acres of land are underwater. More heavy rain is expected over the next few days. And in football, Watford travel to Nottingham Forest tonight for a televised championship match. The weather, mostly cloudy and damp today, with rain or drizzle in a chilly breeze, a high of 7 Celsius. And get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. Rewind! Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. I've had three and a half hours sleep. What are you going to do about that? Yeah, what are you going to do about that? Well, you're going to sit and listen to a man as he slowly crumbles live on the radio. That's what you're going to do about it. Lots coming up on the show this morning, including... We'll be talking to a woman who's been waiting 33 years for a kidney transplant. Why so long? Because she is black. We'll hear from a Luton mum whose daughter is one of 15 people who could be sleeping rough tonight after the closure of their homeless shelter. And they, uh, do you remember the health centre in Wolverton? You know the one where the patients had to bring their own chairs and then it wasn't ready and then there was all their... Well, it's open. It's open. Sing hosannas. Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. You can send me a text, 81333, start your text 3CR, or you can give me a call, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. What was the lady's name? Is it Nina Pearson? Nina Pearson from the Cardigans. Oh, yeah, the blonde one. Nina Pearson. She still doesn't know that she's meant to be married to me. She still doesn't know that she stole my... Um, looks that should have been mine. Yeah. Who are you on about? We're on about this young lady.
is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, a lack of ethnic minority organ donors. There's a sentence. Has left a woman from St Albans waiting for a kidney transplant for 33 years. Yet despite spending most of her life on dialysis, Mandy Mason lives in hope that she will one day get the news she and around 650 others are currently waiting for. Trouble is... NHS figures suggest 66% of families from ethnic minorities refuse permission for their loved one or loved one's organs to be donated when asked at the time of death. Well, Mandy joins me now. Morning, Mandy. Morning. So, Mandy, I'm going to ask you a few personal questions if you don't mind. Tell me to get lost if you do. <laughs> how old are you, Mandy? Oh, I'm in my 40s now. You're in your yeah. 40s. And so how old were you when you first discovered that your kidneys weren't working properly? properly. I was probably about 9 or 10 when I was becoming quite unwell. And how, how does it affect you? What happened? Um, well, I can't remember a lot back then. Yep. But, um, I remember my mum having to take me up and down hospital. And first of all, they said um, it was an acute problem with my kidneys. And I think I caught an infection at school in one of my kidneys. And it probably spread to the other one. And they said it was an acute problem and it would get better. Um, as time went on, they told me when my mother that it was a uh, chronic renal failure, and um, I would have to obviously go in for dialysis. At the time, it was twice a week, and I was going up to St Mary's Hospital in Paddington. Yep. And they would take me from school. I would leave my school, say bye to my friends, and um, I'd have to stay overnight and come back the next day to school by hospital transport. Um, they said it was um, uh, glomerular nephritis. So, Mandy, you, you said you had, it tw- you had to go and have dialysis twice yeah. a week. How, how often are you having it now? Three times a oh, week. Wow. So it's um, they've, they've ex- um, improved in technology, obviously, but your kidneys are going the other way. My kidneys? Yeah. No, no, not my kidneys. My kidneys don't work anymore. Oh, so they're completely packed in? They're completely packed in. Oh, they've completely in. packed in. They're not doing anything? Not not doing anything at oh, all. Oh, blimey. And this has been going on for 33 years? Yes, 33 years. You must be exhausted by it all, I'm physically and mentally. Absolutely. Physically, I'm not too bad, but mentally, this year that's just drawn in, I've just felt really deflated. I felt like I would just want to give up. I was holding on for years and years, thinking, no, Mandy, I've got to hold on. There's going to be uh, good news at the end of the tunnel. But I've been waiting and waiting, and I just like, I feel like, mm, I don't feel there's nothing there for me now. There's always, um, I'm going to the doctors asking them what's happening with transplantation. But because I've had two in the past, um, I had one in 1984, and um, that actually failed. It lasted seven months. And then I had another one in 87. It went in one day and came out the next. I was in absolute agony. Oh, Nearly died with that one because it was just a, it was a, a matter of emergency of getting it out. And since then, I've been waiting another 26 years now, altogether waiting. For, from this 87, I've been waiting yeah. for 26 years. So on dialysis over 33 years, yeah. Now, and this, I wouldn't, wouldn't normally mention this, but this is relevant. You're black, your f- parents are from the Caribbean. Yeah. And, and, and that's made it harder for you to get a donor, has it? Well, mm, probably, um, well, now I've had two kidneys. Um, antibodies are high because I've had two kidneys prior. 
Um, so they say that that's, that's causing problems of a good match. But there isn't a no-no, but it's a, a, a narrow percentage of getting a really good match because I've had transplants before. However, saying that I am from my parents' uh, Caribbean, my mum's uh, mom's father is Portuguese, so I had a transplant. They told me the last transplant I had was from a Spanish, a Spanish gentleman. So I've got sort of like mixed blood. So um, I don't know whether that's pushing me back. I don't know if it's the uh, ethnic grouping. I'm not sure. But yes, my last transplant was from Spanish. How do you live, Mandy? How can you hold a job down or go to or go on holiday or anything yeah. like that? It's really difficult going on holiday. First of all, I have to pre-plan all the time. <clears throat> I have to um, ring up dialysis units, find out where they're situated in terms of where I'm going. And then I have to find out uh, how far it is from my um, hotel or find the hospital before the hotel and then ring them up, um, tell them when I'm coming, see if there's enough availability. And then the costs. So it's difficult when my family and friends just pick up and say, oh, we're going here, we're going to Jamaica, oh, we're going to Spain, we're going to Tenerife. I've got to say, oh, I'd love to come, but before that, all my pre-planning starts, and that's if I end up going with them in the first place. What would you like to see... Oh, obviously, you want some kidneys that, that work, but, but what would you like to see happen, Mandy? Um, more aware, awareness of people waiting on dialysis for so many years. Um, more awareness of, uh, of, of really... Um, there's an opt-out system in other countries... I think they should bring it here, really, because there's so many young people on dialysis waiting, like myself. Well, I'm a bit older now, but I was so young as well. Um, it's, 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 and people are getting lost in the system. I see young people coming dialysis, they're so drained and down. And really, in some, in some ways, I want to um, be like a beacon now to them um, and let them know, don't give up, there's still hope. You can go on and do things still like everyone else. I managed still to um, go to university, do my drive, pass my driving test, um, still travel, but with difficulty. But you can live as still as, as best as you can. But sometimes if there's no support um, out there in terms of, uh, I don't know, government more giving some initiatives, to it all. I think that, that that's a big enlightenment and that should happen a bit more. I think sometimes when we just go to dialysis, we're just lost. We're just mm. left there every every week, every month, every year. We're just left and we're still, you know, that that's, it's not our job to be going to dialysis. It's our lifestyle. It's our life and we have to go. If we didn't, if we didn't have to, we wouldn't be there. But it's like we're just lost in the system. Well, Mandy, listen, uh, I wish you the best of luck. That's all I can say, really. I, I hope something turns up. Thank you so much. Thanks very much for sharing your story with us this morning. It's Mandy Mason. 33 years on dialysis. Wowzers. 08459 555 BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel with Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Good morning. There are major roadworks on the M1 Luton Spur in both directions between Junction 10A, that's the Kidneywood Roundabout, and Junction 10 for Luton Airport, Luton Airport Spur Road. So that might affect you if you're planning to head into the airport this morning. Also on the A1M heading away from London, one lane is closed and also the hard shoulder is closed because of roadworks that have been going on all night tonight. That's between Junction 6 for Wellin and 8 for Stevenage. Also a bit of flooding in Tiddington. Sunday Lane is closed in both directions because of flooding between Oxford Road and Old London Road. Kate Mason, BBC Three Counties Radio. Kate, hello Kate, this is Ian. Hello. What have you done to Alice Glossop? I, well... What have you <laughs> done to her? her? <laughs> Listen, whatever it takes to get that breaking show business, <laughs> I, I'm with you 100%. Well, it's nice to talk to you. Thank you very much. No problem. Ta-ta. See you later. Imagine if she had actually bumped off Alice Glossop and I made a joke about it and this bit is now being played in court six months hence. Oh dear. If this is in court, I apologise for making light of it. I thought she was joking at the time. I have no evidence. I'll move on, shall I? Yeah, probably a good idea. It's 6.17. It's BBC Three Counties Radio. The headlines this morning. On Thursday the 30th of January, a Hertfordshire woman who's been waiting 33 years for a kidney transplant feels she's got lost in the system. A night shelter in Luton is closing tomorrow, leaving 15 homeless people with nowhere to stay. In football, Watford are in championship action tonight when they play away at Nottingham Forest. The weather mostly cloudy with rain or showers and feeling cold. 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Roberto Peroni. We'll talk about your partner's annoying habits this after a woman filed for divorce after just one week. I, I know, I, I snore and I snore badly, but I can't help it. Roberto Peroni. It's Friday. Why am I even bothering to go to work today? You've got to. You never know when a dome board suddenly appears in front of you and you've got to dive in. You need a lot of love, a bit of patience to keep a relationship going. Sometimes you have to turn a blind eye. Roberto Peroni. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. Saving to some elderly lady, oh man. Am I being a good boy? Am I your pride and joy? Mother, please, if you please, say I am. And if while in the course of my duty, I perform an unfortunate thing, would you punish me so? So never again will I make that mistake This feeling inside me could never deny me The right to be wrong if I choose And this pleasure I get from say Winning a bet is to lose When I'm drinking my Bonaparte shandy more than enough apple pies Will I glance at my screen and see Real human beings starve to death Right in front of my eyes Nothing old, nothing new Nothing ventured Nothing gained Nothing still won or lost Nothing further than proof Nothing wilder than you 
nothing sweeter than white nothing physically recklessly hopelessly blind nothing i couldn't say nothing why cause today nothing rhymed I like a bit of Gilbert O'Sullivan. I do like him. I think he's great. One of the great underrated British songwriters. All right. Hang on. Is he gonna, what's he got here? Has he got anything? No. Got anything? No. But we should try and find this song for tomorrow. He did, he did have a single called A Woman's Place. Have you heard this one, Kath? You'd like this. A Woman's Place. I've got the lyrics in front of me. Okay, so Gilbert O'Sullivan, A Woman's Place. I can guarantee I probably won't like it. I may be old-fashioned. Oh, here we go. So what if I am? I'm not different to any other man. Oh, I sound like Wally Webb, don't I? Are you singing the lyrics? I'm, I'm, I'm saying the words. Sing it. I don't know the tune. I don't, can we find it? For see, if on, see if it's on the system. I may be old-fashioned. I may be old-fashioned. No, so what if I am? I'm not different to any other man. I'm not one of those who look for blood from a stone, but I believe a woman's place... Oh, here we go. ...is in the home. Hey! No, I'm not one to kid you. You know it's not my style. I wouldn't want to hurt you, not even for a while. I'm all for a woman who can make it on her own, but I believe a woman's place is in the home. Eating pizza and watching telly? Ooh, baby. Tidying up. Ooh, baby. Some people say anything to rhyme, don't they? I believe I do. A woman's place is in the home. Have we got, have we got it on... Um, no. Can you hack in? I'm, no. I'm, having, I'm having a look. What's the song called? It's called A Woman's Place. Tell you when I really like this deliciously wrong. Yeah. Wives and Lovers by... Um, by Bacharach and David. Yeah, we've got that. You heard that one? No, don't, I don't know that one. Oh, you've got to hear that well, one. Well, let's have wives. Have you got a woman's place? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm downloading it now. OK, well, should we do this? Should we do this? And then what we'll, should we... Whatever you want, mate. It's your, your, produce, your Catherine, call. produce. Um, let's play a sexist song. OK, fine, let's sack this off. Hold on, bear with me. OK. Uh, just Let's to... do that while she does yeah, do, she oh, do oh, that. All right, all right, we'll do, we'll do this. We'll do something a little more serious and then we'll come back to that. Uh, now, we had a call this week from a very worried mum. Janet in Lucy Farm told us her daughter is one of 15 people who could be sleeping on the streets of Luton tonight after being told their night shelter is closing down. Rise Housing Association's been running the facility on Dallow Road but had its funding withdrawn and could no longer operate as of today. Well, our reporter, Ewan Duncan, spoke to one of the shelter's clients. She now has some tough decisions. Yeah, I've been homeless and I went to the council and all I was getting was like you have to privately rent. Being two agencies they are asking for fees, deposits and advance which obviously we can't afford because we want benefits as well. What are the advantages of this location? We've got a roof for our, our head in the nights. We got It's nice and warm in here. It's nice and friendly. We get tea, we get food. We get basically everything. It's like a home for us. 
it's like a little family we've been together now. I've only been here for a short while, but I feel like a part of a family and safe. So we don't have no trouble or anything, no landlords knocking, you have to get out or anything like that. Whereas when you go to the council, they refer you to shelters and places. That's if they've got any space. I've been actually sleeping out on the streets as well, on park benches. It's not very nice. How bad an experience is that? Can very you describe bad. it? It brings tears to my eyes, so it's not something that I can describe in words. Especially in this weather, it's horrible. Especially when you're living in this country, in this town, paying your taxes. It's not like we've never paid taxes. We've paid our taxes, everything. I've been on the housing register as well, but I'm still getting the option of going and renting out where I can't afford it. If I, had, if I could afford it, we don't choose to be out on the street. And right now, it's like we've got nowhere to go from Friday. How did you hear about that? Well, we've obviously been hearing and we understand from the people that are here that they're not getting paid enough, they're giving them a very low amount that they can't afford to run this place, which I think the government should be giving them extra because of they go to understand they leave the electricity on and so we're not cold, we get our beds, we get our food, we're getting so much from here. And now once this is closed, it's like we're outside on the streets in this weather, the temperature's like minus as well. Can the council help in any way? The council can. They can, but they don't choose. Apparently, you've got to have a kid. They talk about having kids. It's like so many people are having kids because of housing, but when there's people like us that are single and we need our place, they can't offer us that. Every day they'll tell us to come come back another day, come back another day, find places. Then they should find us places and sort it out for us. Because right now we, it's like we're going to be out on the streets on Friday. And everyone's options are limited, presumably. Well, obviously, as you can see, they are. we don't have any options because we wouldn't be in this situation in the first place if we had an option. Is there anyone you can turn to? I have no family and it's just like sleeping on people's sofas. And then at the same time, you're suffering back pain, so your health problems are getting worse as well. It's not like a solution. They should have a place where they should at least give us a room or space where we're comfortable in. And how did you get into this situation in the first place? Well, I suffered violence through family, so I had no choice but to leave. But if I knew this was going to happen, I should have rather suffered the violence, to be honest with you. Really? You'd put it as strongly as that? I do, because it's out on the streets in the cold weather, and and you're hungry for days. A lot of people would say that's a brave statement. They would, but they're not in our position. They're not in my position, so they can't understand until they're in my position. Are you confident you will have a positive future? No. And how does that make you feel? Very upset. That was that wasn't the uh, the thing I was expecting to happen there. Oh eight four five nine four double five five to five. Well, we spoke to one of the directors of Rise Housing Association, um, who didn't want to be interviewed today, but confirmed no provisions have been made for the residents as of yet. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. I made a terrible mess with the computer here, Kelly. Could you? Uh, Undo my mess. We found Gilbert O'Sullivan's A Woman's Place. We'll play that after the news at 6.30. It really is. Uh, well, I, I, let, I tell you what we'll do. We'll play it after 6.30. Can you press stop? Uh, yes. Did you just do a belch, Catherine? No, I probably tutted. Okay. Rolled my eyeballs. Never belch. Okay. Uh, we'll play that after 6.30 and we'll open it up to your votes, dear listener. Oh, gosh, can you hear the BBC bigwigs panicking? The, a presenter said a vote on air? Oh, God, we're not allowed to do that. Uh, yeah, we are when I'm in charge. <laughs> not. 
technically. Do you agree with this sentiment or not? Do you think Gilbert is just saying what we all think? Do you think that we've lost sight? Or do you think it's poison delivered in a middle-of-the-road style? 08459 555 555. Call me now. Call me now is the... Uh, thing of the thing. Right, I've got no idea who's doing the travel now. Could be, could be um, Kate th- Mason. It could be Kate Mason or it could be um, one of those two. It could be um, Adam Glynn. That fella. Or Kelly if it all breaks down. Or it could be Sophie. Sophie Tyler? Yeah. From the past? From the could past. Let's, let's find out and see what happens when I press this button. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. On the A1M, there is one lane closed and also the hard shoulder because of roadworks that are just coming to an end this morning. That's heading northbound, so out of London, between junction 6 for Wellin and 8 for Stevenage. On the M1, there are major roadworks on the M1 Luton Spur in both directions between junction 10A, Kidneywood Roundabout, and junction 10. That's for Luton Airport. So take care there if you're uh, planning on going to the airport. Also, it's looking heavier than normal on the North Circular Road westbound between the A105 Green Lanes, that's the Clock House Interchange, and Bounds Green. Kate Mason, BBC Three Counties Radio. Kate, thank you very much. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm Jane Killick. A woman from St Albans is calling for more ethnic minorities to join the organ donation register. The lack of black and Asian organ donors has left Mandy Denise waiting 26 years for a kidney transplant. Fifteen people face being thrown out on the streets from tomorrow with the closure of a night shelter for the homeless in Luton. The premises in Dallow Road has been run by Rise Housing Association, which says it's had its funding withdrawn. The Wolverton Health Centre has finally welcomed its first patients after a string of delays. It was originally due to open in November, but problems with the furniture, the lift, legal guidelines and building regulations kept the doors closed. The weather, another cloudy and damp day with rain or drizzle and a high of 7 Celsius. On to sport and in football, Watford resumed championship action with a televised trip to Nottingham Forest this evening. Manager Beppe Sanino wants them to repeat the form which saw them take a 2-0 lead at Manchester City in last Saturday's FA Cup tie. This group of lads could do something that they can't imagine. They can't even imagine. Only if we work well during the week, they can understand and we could see the best side of, uh, of these guys. And there's full commentary on Watford at Nottingham Forest in Three Counties Sport from seven. Meanwhile, Italian team Genoa are reporting that Watford have signed their Hungarian midfielder, Daniel Toza, on loan until the end of the season. Manchester City are back on top of the Premier League after achieving a 5-1 victory over Tottenham at White Hart Lane. Spurs were down to 10 men after defender Danny Rose was sent off. Chelsea are three points behind the leaders as they were frustrated by West Ham in a goalless draw at Stamford Bridge. Aston Villa came from 2-0 down to uh, beat West Brom four goals to three at Villa Park and Sunderland moved out of the bottom three with a 1-0 win over Stoke at the Stadium of Light. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. I'll be back with a full bulletin at seven. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hey guys! Fun times, fun times. So, 
Uh, Catherine Boyle has joined me in the studio. I have, yeah. Th- that, that's exciting for literally nobody. Oh. What? So, the, the, we've talked about Gilbert O'Sullivan, who is Britain's, one of the greatest underrated songwriters, I think, of all time. Along with Chaz Hodges. You don't see, I mean, you don't see Gilbert O'Sullivan on... Um, Anything. Late, late Night is with Jules... one so- half of Manfred Mann? <laughs> you see, this is the problem. Now, he- Wasn't he in Dick Turpin? Who was it? No, that was Richard O'Sullivan. I Richard know, I did, O'Sullivan. I did a 70s oh, I joke. Used to like, um, I, I used did. to like Dick Turpin. Yeah, and Man About the House. Richard O'Sullivan, I, I, as far as I know, he's, um, you don't see him anymore because he's, uh, he's befuddled. No, he's not dead. I don't think he's dead. I think he might be. Oh, well, if he did die, his last few years were um, pretty, pretty tragic. Oh, dear. I think he got befuddled. I tell you what, we'll Google Richard O'Sullivan. While listen- it's an O'Sullivan special to be honest. We'll get Ronnie on later. Uh, we'll Google Richard O'Sullivan. While we listen to Gilbert O'Sullivan, A Woman's Place, while you're listening, men, what does this, does this stir something kind of basic, a basic instinct in you? And women, what's your problem? the mortgage listen you've got a right to moan moaning Gil- it's moaning is it gilbert believes a woman's place is in the home good for gilbert i think his place is in the 70s he's really rubbing it in now yeah setting it to music doesn't make it uh, any less wrong Places in the home. It sounds so nice. If you just listen to the music, it's a great song. I'd quite like to go home. 
I'm totally. I bet on Amazon I can get the best of uh, Gilbert O'Sullivan for a penny. Um, £1.20. Paying postage as well. Now. Now. Of course, my tongue is slightly in my cheek, but maybe, maybe he's got a point. Maybe he's got a point. And we've talked about this before, about how people uh, fall into gender-specific roles naturally, which would imply there is something inherent within us that makes you lot want to clean. You girls love ironing. No, no. Well, we've had this. Yes, you do. This girl doesn't. That there is something uh, genetic within us. It's inherent. So why am I the spider seer offer in my house? Is my husband less of a man? But if there was a dinosaur... Your husband would kill He'd that. He'd throw me to it. Yeah. We've been in a scenario where he's, uh, I've been being chased by a mad um, chainsaw man. I told you. He threw me to the chainsaw man. I t- can we... To protect himself. Can we uh, get Just out on this? Okay. Let's get Justin to go around and simply ask, do you agree with Gilbert O'Sullivan <laughs> is a woman's place in the home? Yeah. Can we, can we actually get him to do Justin that? will do that, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, fair, I, I think he's got a good point. We'll get Justin on in a little bit and uh, we'll, we'll put that to him to do that. Uh, now, my wouldn't, t- wouldn't most of us like to be at home? I would, I've, said to, my, to, I've said to my wife, if she earned significantly more than me, I would jack this nonsense in at a moment's notice. Unfortunately, you and I made a vital mistake. Yeah. By marrying people who were hot but not rich. Yeah, that's the that was the big flaw in our plans. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. If you want to have your say, I know it's twenty four. I feel we can have this conversation because Jim Davidson won Celebrity Big Brother last night. A year after uh, famous camp homosexual comic um, Julian Clary won it, Jim Davidson wins it. And I, I met him last night. He's a very nice bloke. And I, I almost forgave him for making my sister cry in the early 2000s. He was having problems then, though, wasn't he? He was having problems. And I genuinely, I, I like to think that people can overcome their problems and can change. I think they can. And maybe he has changed. He was very nice. said very nice things about my shoes last night. Oh. Eh? Maybe he's just um, played a game then. But Or maybe, you know, we're, we're hearing a lot of it in the papers, maybe 1976 is back in fashion. I just don't know. Um, I think what we're hearing in the papers is 1976 is very much not in favour at the moment. Oh, wait, 459, 455, 555. All legal cases to one side, a woman's place. Is it in the home? Yes well, or no? Dion Warwick has a few... Um, sisterly words of advice. Do you want to listen to that now? Yeah, I think you should hear So what's it this then? It's kind of Katie Hopkins's views set to a slightly um, bottom over beat. If, can I Not play this? Over. Can I play this? Um, I'm going to ask you, because it is 2014 and I am a gentleman. While this is playing, can I give you a bummer slap? Um, I really wouldn't try it. Comb your hair, fix your makeup. Soon he will open the door. Oh, don't I think because there's a ring on your finger, you needn't try anymore. Oh, what should always be lovers to run to his arms a moment he comes home to you. There are girls at the office And men will always be men Now don't send them off With your hair still in curlers You may not see him again
Something pretty, something you wear to go to the city and then all the lights for the wine start the music. Time to get ready for love. It's time to get ready. Time to get ready. Time to get ready for love. The wine start the music. Time to get ready for love. It's time to get ready. Time to get ready. Time to get ready for the... She's speaker descent. Well, I don't know. She's speaker descent. My husband needs about half an hour not talking to anyone when he comes home from work. If I did that, he'd think I was trying to get pregnant again. If I saw you in curlers, you probably wouldn't see me again. Oh. Uh, and it, she makes a really good point, OK? Uh, genuinely makes a good point. When you when you girls uh, have... Sn- uh, get comfortable. Snafu'd your man, you kind of let things go a little bit. I think the men do as well. No, look no. at look at what happens with newlyweds, right? Yeah, they lose all that weight before they get married. Yeah. Give it two years, yeah. both got a belly. I'm wearing a jacket today. I'm married. I'm making an effort. Show me your belly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Oh uh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. I I just kind of think I just think there may be something in this old fashioned sexism. My grandma gave me those words of advice when I had my first baby. She yeah. said, uh, first of all, she grabbed my midriff. This was in within two weeks of me having the baby. And said, yeah. you want to sort that out, love? Yeah. Good and point. she said, you still, what? you've still not worked on it, have you? How rude! That was that was uh, b- below the belt, and that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> and she also said, don't forget, you're his wife first. Yes, wife and lover. You can sometimes become everyone's mum. I agree. You've, you've got to keep hold of yourself. But, all, all, all Deal Morwick, and the, the second W is pronounced, is saying, just make an effort, girls. But I think you should do that for yourself, not for anyone else. Well, do it for yourself. But and primarily, then if he doesn't shape up, yeah. you ship out. Exactly. Exactly. I wait four five nine four double five five double five. Is there something? Um, let's generalise this a bit. Is there something in a little bit of good old-fashioned sexism, ladies? Huh? Is there, is, yes. there, is there something in it? I think it works both ways. E.g., uh, my boyfriend doesn't leave the house, but when I'm approaching down the driveway, he'll put a bit of aftershave on. Does he? That's nice, That is it? nice. What's he been doing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what's, what's, what smell is he, he trying to, to mask? smell nice for me. Yeah. So I'll put my little lip gloss on. You know? Quick, put some aftershave on, get rid of that smell. There's an, import- that there's an important word in there, though, have you heard yeah. it? Boyfriend. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. There's still a chance that you might go off and find b- bigger and better things. Do you know any? I, d- I do, actually. I've, I've got some contact details. I've got Jim Davison's phone number. Uh, <laughs> 08459 four double five five double five. It, do, it does work both ways, and uh, perhaps this is the thing. When we get married, we all, women perhaps a little bit more, but we all just kind of let the, the barriers down a little bit. I think bit. when children come along, sometimes oh, women have man. no option but to let a few things go. Yeah, that's the truth. I wait four five nine four double five five double five. We've got a minute. Have you got a story before we go to... Uh, yeah, Camilla played Dart. 
I bet she was good. That's not a story. I know, but the paper fell open on page three. I uh, wonder why. Council buys fan United season ticket. This is good. Which United? The Man Manchester United, United on Newcastle. Manchester. Fair enough. A brazen football fan used a holiday grant from social services to help buy Manchester United season tickets. Do you know how expensive they are? Well, the council, Very. council officials gave her £550 from a going-away fund aimed at giving hard-up people a break. Uh, what? Sorry, there's a hard-up... What's this? A hard-up fund? The council pays for you to go on holiday? The 33-year-old, who is believed to have received the grant twice... 1100 quid! Used the money uh, from the council to partly pay to see all of United's games at Old Trafford, where season tickets cost between 500 to 950. Don't play... De- de- bleh. Don't blame the player, blame the game. Did you hear about the woman who bought her Arsenal supporter husband a season ticket? No. G- gave it to him at Christmas. Genuinely. I wouldn't open with that one. <laughs> no, that's true. It's a true story. Well, what woman is it? What name? Just a woman. What's I don't know. I read it in the funny? paper. Why, why is it funny she gave him it at Christmas? Because it starts in August. I don't get it. Well, he'd missed half the season because she kept... Oh, it, it wasn't for the season that was coming? No, she gave it to him at Christmas and he'd missed well, like, well, most of the games. Well, OK, listen, can I, you're, you're a, a journalist, Catherine, and I'm, I'm watching and learning from you. Uh, let me, can I have a go at this one? Yeah. What's your source? Papes. What uh, papes? Uh, just, just read some, saw it, laughed. I didn't take any of the details down. I should have done, shouldn't I? OK. Well done. There's you. my floor. There's your, the floor in... Uh, why does she Well even, done, well do done. You can tell you've been on that interviewing course. Thank you. Why does she even, you know... She's just... You need tea and Oh, stuff. that microphone's yeah. open. I thought we turned it off. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's looking slow on the A1M heading southbound at Junction 7. Just having a quick look on the sensors and it's looking busy there. Major roadworks on the M1 Luton Spur in both directions between Junction 10A, Kidneywood Roundabout and Junction 10, Luton Airport Spur Road. Uh, there's also queues on the North Circular Road westbound between the Clockhouse Interchange and the Bounds Green Road. Kate Mason, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Right, 6.46, it's uh, Thursday the 30th of January, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A Hertfordshire woman who's been waiting 26 years for a kidney transplant is calling a feel she's lost in the system. A night shelter in Luton is closing tomorrow, leaving 15 homeless people with nowhere to stay. In football, Watford are in championship action tonight when they play away at Nottingham Forest. 08459 455 555. Let's get the weather news now. Sarah Thornton. Hearts and Bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks very much indeed. Hello, very good morning to you. Difficult day to pin down a lot of detail uh, today, but actually I think uh, I can give you a headline that'll sum it all up, which is that it'll be cold and damp. We've got some showers around as we go through the day today, but some drier interludes too. We start with temperatures across the three counties just hovering not far above freezing, one or two Celsius. Not quite as cold as actually was forecast, but uh, it is cold enough that you'll really notice it when you step out the door this morning, although uh, not too much in the way of scraping of the ice, uh, just 
watch out on really, really sheltered spots uh, for a touch of ice here and there. But uh, actually, we're looking at quite a bit of showery activity at the moment and we'll keep it through the day today right across the three counties. As is the nature with showers, there will be drier interludes and actually potentially a touch of brightness coming through just later this afternoon. Still got that easterly wind, nagging northeasterly easterly wind, which is making it feel quite raw. And on the thermometer after that chilly start this morning, temperatures only getting as high as five, maybe six Celsius. So not a pleasant day. Perhaps the rain not quite as persistent as yesterday's rain, but I think cater for those showers right the way through until this afternoon into the evening. They'll start to die away though through this evening and then tomorrow we'll have a dry start. Again, another chilly start. A little bit of mist and fog as well. In the afternoon, we've got some wet and windy weather sweeping towards us from the west. With us about two or three o'clock actually, uh, just into west, western stretches of the three counties and then spreading across us as we go through the afternoon. We'll keep it right the way through the evening. That rain will be quite heavy and it will be windy as it comes through. The winds will switch direction though through this weekend and actually Saturday morning the last little bits and pieces of rain around then things clear up and cheer up for the weekend. Uh, temperatures starting to recover a touch too up to seven maybe eight Celsius and largely dry through the weekend with a touch of brightness coming through. Ian. Thank you very much indeed. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. After the drama in the FA Cup. Watford take the lead at the Etihad Stadium. Troy Deeney makes it two. It's back to the league for the Hornets. Manchester City progress to the fifth round of the FA Cup. Tonight they travel to a Nottingham Forest side who are unbeaten since November. The perfect delivery from the Guggen. Hear all the build-up, uninterrupted commentary on the game and all the reaction with Three Counties Sport. The perfect bullet header from Gabriel Angelo at the far post. Watford away to Nottingham Forest. Tonight from 7, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. I've got the B team with me this morning. Wow. Wait, hey? All right, all right. Oh. I was being nice. I've got the C team with me this morning. Ooh. Catherine Boyle is here. Uh, Justin Dealey is there. Morning. Kelly Betts is there. Hello. Now, Justin. Yes. <laughs> I'm excited today. Why? Because um, you, you put in a request earlier on. Yeah. Um, about the Beatles. Yeah. Oh, yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. yes. That's um, on the way a bit later on. It's, we've got the Beatles coming in mm. today. Mm. That's exciting. And so, to, so what we're doing is today we're having the Beatles in and tomorrow we're celebrating the Beatles. Yes. Mm. Don't, why are we doing it that way around, Kels? Uh, because they were due to come in on Friday, but they couldn't get it off work. And no one does dress up Thursdays. Okay, all right. Yeah. So, so, okay. so we're, we're dressing up as the Beatles tomorrow, right? True. which I may or may not be taking. Now, here's something I think you'll like. Gilbert Ooh. O'Sullivan, one of Britain's greatest oh, underrated songwriters. Wonderful. Ever interviewed him? Um, yes, yes, actually, I did about two years ago. Yep. Great hair, great tan, my kind of guy. My kind of guy. Now, he's written a song, he wrote a song, Woman's Place. Mm. I may be old fashioned, so what if I am? I'm not different to any other man. I'm not one of those who look for blood from a stone, but I believe a woman's place is in the home. <laughs> I've just googled Gilbert O'Sullivan. Yeah. yeah, he looks like a woman. No, don't, no, don't, don't, don't be, be rude, rude about, about him. Gilbert. He's got a long perm. Uh, Justin, you're that was acceptable in the seventies, as were those views. You're touched, but mm. what do you think to those views, Justin? Um, I think well, it... no, be, and be honest. <laughs> 
Um, I think he's wrong, actually. I- I'm being honest. No, seriously, I am being honest here. I am. No, no, to a certain degree, yeah. to a certain degree, he's got a point. Yeah. And let's not forget that women do enjoy doing the housework. We've uh, kind of touched upon this before. Well, we, I yes, think yes. you are qualified. To, yes. Unless I've noticed yes. you having ovaries, but you're not qualified to make that statement. Most women I, I speak to, and we have done a, uh, you know, a view, views on this from the streets, say to me they enjoy doing it. They, they feel house proud. Nothing wrong with that, nothing is there? That no, nothing wrong with that at all. I'm all for a woman who can make it on her own so he's he's kind of all for it mm. but i believe but I, but I believe a woman's place is in the home Ooh, baby i believe yes indeed i do <laughs> a woman's place a woman's place a woman's place is in the home <laughs> now listen my tongue is slightly in my cheek but there's a serious mm. point to this i think that we are genetically programmed to fulfill certain roles and certain criteria mm. and i think that one of the genetic things in your dna in your womb in your ovary in your breasts and even in the Can downstairs department is that you are programmed to clean the house feed the children do those kind of things and that's that's genetics you can't argue against mm. genetics mm. it's not sexism is yeah. it genetics or is it economics it what well Home economics. Whoever earns the most is the one that needs to go out to work. The other person needs to keep up the home. Unfortunately, it's 50-50 in my house, so I have to do more. I think men in the last 10 years have been very understanding to this, oh, and, and they do help out, to be good fair. Good men. Yes, good men. Help just, out. It's your house, too. Yeah. Justin, can you do us a favour? Yeah. Can you go on the streets, bed hearts and bucks, and ask people, is Gilbert O'Sullivan right? Yes. Is a woman's place in the home? <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, I, we, and we will get some women... Mm. who uh, agree with that. Absolutely. Do you know what, Ian, we've done this before, and again, um, you, you sometimes people say, well, the people that you've spoken to, have you edited this to your yeah, advantage? Yeah, no, no, not at all, not at all. We, we go out and women say to me that, you know, in their experience, they enjoy doing the housework, it makes them feel because house proud, and the husband, if he tried to do it, well, they'd do it again anyway. Because the women you speak to on the streets aren't at home. They're, they're and they're not at work either. No, what they do, they, they go out to work and then right. they come back and can then go, they do the housework. Can you go these to an were, office? These ladies are incredible. Right. Can you go to an office listen, and ask it? Listen, because otherwise it's not Listen, right. listen, baby. Whoa! <laughs> Just Fire away, sweet cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, can, can we send yes, you yes, yes, mission? Yes, Excellent yes. stuff. Okay, thank, thank you, very much. We'll speak to you later on. That's Justin Dealey. Uh, 08459 455 555 is the phone number if you want to uh, have a chat. You found another story for us. Yeah, we could talk about stuff you've been left and don't oh, want. go on then, yes. This is a family heirloom that, uh, that's been written about on page 15 of the Daily Mail. It was a, a predecessor of this family who live in... Up north somewhere. Yeah. In a big old house. Good where they've that. got room to store rubbish like this. Yes. He left them... Well, he, they were left his head in a hat box. Uh, what? Yeah, one of their um, ancestors was hanged, drawn and quartered. And um, after the uh, hanging, drawing and quartering, they removed his head from a spike, stuck it in a hat box, and they've got it in the house. I know what hanging is. Yeah. I know what quartering is. That's when you have a limb tied to a different horse. There are four horses and they no, pull you. No, you just get cutting. Oh, you go get cut. And they, they pull your innards out while you're still alive. Well, then what's a drawing? Is that the horse? It's when they draw your innards out while you're still alive. You but you've see. been hanged, so you're dead. No, but no, just before you die. No, 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 it's hanged. No, 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 you're not dead. That's the point. Hanging would kill you. No. I don't know if you. No, no, no. that lack of oxygen or the no. just swift breaking they of the neck. They hang you to the point of death. Then so, they bring so you, you back. Oh. Then they do that to you. Then they let you watch. So they draw- pull your innards out. So hang on, what's And the- in some cases, chop your whatnot off. Ooh. But those, but the drawing is when they pull your innards out. Yeah. And then they quarter you. Cut you in bits. Blimey. Nasty. Uh, that nasty. is nasty. That That's is good. Smart, isn't it? That is very, very nasty. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five.
Well, that's a very pretty song, isn't it? Isn't that pretty? You like the one, Kelly? It's a pretty song. Do you know Ellie Goulding, who you just played, is an introducing artist? From Bedtime? From Hereford and Worcester. So not in our... No, not in our patch, patch. but still through the same tool that we use. We, should, we normally only mention BBC Introducing on a Friday. Let's, let's give it a little plugging to now. What was I having 40 seconds to oh, fill? OK. Well, this one's a very special one. Oh. This Saturday, a band called Room 94. Oh, I love those guys. Over. I've They're got very all their seven part, inches. Like, I bet you have. Yes. Um, there's four of them. Um, in the band uh, they are very good very pop punk they're taking over so they're playing what? all of their own music this oh, Saturday really? um, room night hashtag I don't know if you're down with the kids and Twitter yeah, but you can come up with a hashtag and the more people that talk about that hashtag the more chance it's got trending right. the other night we were trending second in the UK with hashtag room 94 takeover second to what? Second to anyone else. But what was what was ahead of you? That's that is relevant because if if it was like bum cakes or something, you know, something trivial. Yeah, no, I think it was something good. Okay, and so they're going to be on Saturday, presented by Gary Floyd, of course. No, 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 they're presenting. We're throwing out the rule book. And and Gary Floyd. And Gary and Gary Floyd, Room Ninety Four are presenting Saturday, eight o'clock. Yes. Thank you very much, Kelly Betts. It's six fifty nine. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Good morning. Just looking on my sensors this morning and it's looking slow on the A1M heading southbound at Junction 7 for Stevenage. Also major roadworks on the M1 Luton Spur. That's in both directions between Junction 10A Kidneywood Roundabout and Junction 10 Luton Airport Spur Road. So that'll affect you if you're going to or from the airport. Uh, it's also looking very slow on the A5 405 North Orbital Road at M25, Junction 21A Roundabout. Kate Mason, BBC Three Counties Radio. Kate, thank you very much indeed. More of your calls after the latest news with Jane Killick. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm Jane Killick. The headlines. A Hertfordshire woman's waited 26 years for a kidney transplant. A homeless shelter in Luton is closing. And the new medical centre in Wolverton is finally open. BBC Three Counties Radio. A woman from Hertfordshire who's waited 26 years for a kidney transplant is calling for greater awareness. The NHS says, on average, a black or Asian person will wait a year longer than a white person for a transplant, as many ethnic communities don't give permission for their relatives' organs to be used. Mandy Denise from St Albans, whose family comes from the Caribbean, says years on dialysis are wearing. There's so many young people on dialysis waiting, like myself. Well, I'm a bit older now, but I was so young as well. And people are getting lost in the system. I see young people come in dialysis, they're so drained and down. Fifteen people face being thrown out on the streets from tomorrow with the closure of a night shelter for the homeless in Luton. The premises in Dallow Road has been run by Rise Housing Association, which says it's had its funding withdrawn. These homeless shelter users face some difficult decisions. I suffered violence through family, so I had no choice but to leave. But if I knew this was going to happen, I should have rather suffered the violence, to be honest with you. We've got nowhere at the moment. We've got nowhere to go. It's hard, isn't it? You, you need a deposit for a start, and some people haven't got deposits. They're trying the hardest to find a home and not just put them in the street when in the night shower. Foreign-born terrorism suspects could be stripped of their UK citizenship under plans announced by the Home Secretary. Theresa May wants to be able to use the measure on people deemed seriously prejudicial to British interests. A jury has heard how a young man was fatally punched outside Escape in Milton Keynes. Joseph Kent had been out for the night last January, celebrating his wife's birthday. The Agnew reports. The court was told that Mr Kent was in a queue outside KFC when he got into a confrontation with three men who'd insulted his wife. During the fight, the 24-year-old was punched twice in the head, the second punch causing the fatal injury. 25-year-old Samir Boston from Middleton is pleading not guilty to manslaughter. Both Boston and 22-year-old Hamza Noor from Wembley plead not guilty to assaulting one of Mr Kent's friends. The case continues. Specialist army vehicles are being sent to Somerset to help areas which have been badly affected by flooding. The county requested help as more heavy rain is expected over the next few days. A health centre in Wolverton has finally opened after months of delays. It was originally due to open in November, but problems with the furniture, the lift, legal guidelines and building regulations kept the doors closed. The pop star Justin Bieber has been arrested and charged for the second time in a week. He's accused of assaulting a limousine driver in Toronto in December. And in football, Watford travel to Nottingham Forest tonight for a televised championship match. 
The weather, mostly cloudy and damp, with rain or drizzle in a chilly breeze with a high of 7 Celsius. And get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. Thank you very much, Jane. Morning, three minutes past seven. It's BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm Ian Lee. Lots to talk about this morning, including... We've already spoken to a woman who's been waiting 26 years for a kidney transplant. She feels as though she's been forgotten. What are your stories around this? We'll be hearing from a Luton mum whose daughter is one of 15 people who could be sleeping rough tonight after the closure of their homeless shelter. And remember the health centre in Wolverton, the one where patients were going to have to bring their own chairs? The opening was delayed by, what, two months, three months, something like that? Well, well, it's open! Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Send me a text 81333. Start your text 3CR. Or you can give me a call 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. So on the Facebook page, we're going to put the uh, lyrics to um, Gilbert O'Sullivan's A Woman's Place is in the Home. Now, my tongue is slightly in my cheek. But, but, there is, there is something genetic in us, isn't there, that, that kind of predetermines our, uh, uh, how we interact and react with the world around us. Now, my boys have never watched a film with guns in, yet they run around pretending they've got guns, or they call them gums. Daddy, help me build a gum, I want to kill you. So he said the other day, I said, I'm not going to do that. Why? Well, I don't really like gums. And uh, I don't want you to kill me. Help me build a gum that will, uh, so I can kill you. It's out of Lego. I mean, it's not got particularly advanced equipment. Uh, and girls, uh, I was speaking to a mum of a girl the other day. They like dressing up in pink and playing with fairies. Yeah, but if you've got stuff in the house, they'll play anything. No. My kids like to sword me. Yeah. Huh? That's not very princessy, is it? But she dress, they dress up as princesses, don't they? They do, but and they the also boys... dress up as doctors. Because we've got doctor's coats in the house. Okay. It's well, the boys, got. but the boys have been in contact with princess costumes, and they don't dress up as princesses. Do you know what? They've seen Frozen. When little boys come to our house, do you know what they play with? Push chairs. Yeah, because they're pretending to be modern men. Yeah, because they're there. They'll play with whatever's there. Well, they're willies most of the time. That's, <laughs> that's the problem. True. That's always there. That's the problem. You see, facebook.com forward slash BBC Three C R. Do you know what? We might have a little chat about Big Brother as well. Last like Jim, D- Jim Davidson won it. Jim Davidson won Big Brother. I know, isn't that incredible? We might talk about that a bit later on if you want to give us a call. Now, a lack of organ donors has left one St Albans woman waiting 26 years for a transplant. Mandy Mason admits she's losing hope of getting that all-important phone call. She feels that she and many others have been put on dialysis and forgotten about. This is what she had to say earlier on in the show. Physically, I'm not too bad, but mentally, this year that's just drawn in... I've just felt really deflated. I felt like I would just want to give up. I was holding on for years and years, thinking, no, man, I've got to hold on. There's going to be uh, good news at the end of the tunnel. But I've been waiting and waiting, and I just like, I felt like, mm, I don't feel there's nothing there for me now. There's always, um, I'm going to the doctors, asking them what's happening with transplantation. Well, Gertrude Randauer is Professor of Public Health at the University of Bedfordshire. Gertrude, can you understand Mandy's despair? Absolutely. Um, sadly, Mandy's plight um, is far too frequent. Um, she probably doesn't feel any consolation in this, but um, she is still alive, whereas sadly in this country, three people a day, a day die waiting for a transplant. 
um, and we need to do a lot more about it. Do we know, Gertrude, uh, how many people are waiting for organ transplants at the moment? Is there a figure? Well, there's over 8,000 people waiting for transplant at the moment, um, and I suspect we could probably list more patients um, if there was enough um, capacity. But the key issue is, is the lack of donation in this country, much like others, is because the public aren't aware that there is such a shortage of organ donors. And what we need to do is to work with the communities, with the public, to raise that information level so that everybody is aware that organ donation can only take place if families discuss organ donation Mm. and they let their loved ones know their wishes. So I would say to all your listeners, be you an employer, get your employees to talk about it. If you're a school teacher, get your kids to talk about it at school, universities to talk about it. Um, All media outlets, just like yours, should be broadcasting this message because tragically at the moment in this country, 40% of families in a hospital, tragically when their loved one dies, say no to organ donation. And the families have the final say, don't they? Whether the person is a card-carrying donor or, or, or they've done it online or whatever, the families can veto all of that, can't they? They can, but reassuringly what we find is that if the loved one has let their um, family know what they wanted, so for example if they join the organ donor register, then 90% of the time the families will always agree to their loved one's wishes. Whereas if the loved one's wishes are not known, then families do tend to say no, which is why it's so important that during our everyday lives, we need to find the space, the time to have this conversation around organ donation. You know, I know it's not the sort of thing you want to discuss at your dinner table, thinking about your own end of life and what's going to happen to your body parts, but we need to because ultimately people are dying we can do something about it. And what I always get people to think about is if you needed a transplant or one of your loved ones needed a transplant, the chances are you would agree to it. So I think, you know, as a society, we can do something about this. We don't need to rely on the NHS. So we can do our own things. We can produce podcasts. We can go on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, whatever it is, and get people talking about organ donation. Uh, another problem, or not necessarily uh, in Mandy's case, is that apparently there's a, a real taboo about organ donation amongst some ethnic minorities. Is that right? I think there's a taboo in that people don't know what organ donation involves. So people put up um, barriers. And what we've been doing recently is I've had the privilege of working nationally with religious leaders to break some of those taboos. So, for example, some people think that, you know, cremation and uh, burial will be delayed because of organ donation but actually that's not true and what we need to do is to work with those religious leaders and roll out those messages locally so that the local priest vicar imam etc can begin to have these conversations with their congregations so that people see organ donation as a normal thing to talk about during their uh, worship ceremony can I ask a question, Gertz, that may sound completely base and stupid, or it, it may prove that I'm actually quite intelligent, as I like to think. Does a, a black person have to have a black a kidney from a black person? Is it, is it as, as simple as that, or, or can, can anybody have any coloured kidney? That's a very good question. Anybody can have any coloured kidney, but statistically, because of tissue type and blood group matching, there is a higher likelihood of a match from the same ethnic group. So it is really important that all communities 
come forward to be organ donors. And your question is very pertinent because in this country, 10% of the population is from the non-white community. But 25%, that's one in four of the weight, kidney waiting list, is made up of the non-white community. So that's blacks and Asians. So they're disproportionately greater represented on the waiting list. So they actually need to have more donors coming forward from that community. Yet at the moment, the opposite is true. Only 1% of donors are from those communities. Is there not something... It costs £35,000 a year or thereabouts if someone's on dialysis. Is there no way we can get a financial incentive for, for people to donate organs? Well, I wouldn't rule that out, but there's no evidence in any country in the world to suggest that's ever worked. Um, and obviously, being an academic, I tend to rely on evidence. But, Damn but, you and your facts, Gertrude, for goodness but, sakes. But let me go back to evidence. If you look at the countries that have done really well in organ donation, so you've got your Spain, Croatia, who've both now got family consent rates of 80%, what they do is they have a culture in their country that having a conversation about organ donation is a normal thing to do. So if if you like, it's odd if you've never discussed organ donation in those countries. So their media, going from your local newspaper to the national, to the local radio stations, the national, to the schools, the colleges, universities, the football teams locally, um, the cricket teams, whatever it might be, they all, at least once a month, will feature something around organ donation talking about, you know, the lives that have been saved, talking about the the gifts that people have made. And so if you like, subconsciously, in those countries, organ donation is a natural thing to talk about. And what we need to do is to move to that kind of culture and social norm very quickly in this country. And the public can do it. You know, we all use social networks. We all work or study in places where we bump into other people and we need to try and have these conversations so that we can ultimately save other people's lives. And who knows, you or your loved one might benefit from a transplant. Uh, and also, it's easy, if you want to register, it's easy. Last time we did this, which, which feels particularly recent, but we, we did talk about this a while ago. Uh, I, I signed up online. It took 30 seconds. If that, yes, absolutely. Organdonation.nhs.uk. Gertz, thank you very much for your time. Nice to talk to you. Gertrand Dow, Professor of Public Health at the University of Bedfordshire. If you're listening, Catherine, I asked that question. I wait four five nine four double five five double five. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Fun times, fun times at uh, Ridgemont High. That's a film, isn't it? Is that a film? Something like that. Uh, lots coming up in the rest of the show. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. 08459 455 555. If you want to give us your calls about organ donation, uh, then you're more than welcome to. Or you can go to facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. Coming up later, we've got the Beatles coming in. We've got the Beatles. I have a question. Hey. Hey, whoa, hey. You know tomorrow that we're we're dressing up as a Beatles? Well, uh, if I go home today, then yes. If, okay. It, it, no, if you don't go home, I'll bring you something to put on. What are you going to bring me? Wig. <laughs> Beatles didn't wear wigs. Do we? Are we dressing up as a what year of the Beatles are we whichever, talking about? Whichever year, whichever Beatle you want. So we can pick any Beatle from any year. Any... We don't have to match. No, no, no. Go no. George. 
George, what, what year? 70s George, hippie George. OK, with the perm? Uh, with the handlebar tash. George, surprisingly, George had the worst haircuts post-Beatles of any Beatle, even worse than McCartney's mullet. Uh, he went a bit 80s, didn't he? Yeah, he yeah. Lindsay Buckingham. Yes, it's pretty unpleasant. If you do go home, what Beatle are you going to be? I'm going to be Paul from 63. Oh, what, what was that, suit? Suit, tie... Thumbs up. Yeah, thumbs up, Grace. mop top. I might go for... I wasn't John... asking. Oh, OK, never mind. Catherine, do you want to ask her? Well, you can come ask. I'm not telling. Oh. It's exciting, isn't it? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's still looking slow on the A1M heading southbound. That's between Junction 8 for Hitchin and 7 for Stevenage. Just looking on the speed sensors to get you word of that. Major road works on M- the M1 Luton Spur in both directions between Junction 10A, Kidneywood Roundabout, and Junction 10, the Luton Airport Spur Road. So don't forget that if you're travelling to Luton Airport this morning. Looking very slow on the A405, the North Orbital Road at the M25 Junction 21A Roundabout. And also on the tube there are severe delays on the Metropolitan Line between Harrow-on-the-Hill and Watford, Chesham and also Amersham. And that's because of problems with signals this morning at Moor Park. Kate Mason, BBC Three Counties Radio. Kate, thank you very much. 7.16. It's uh, Thursday the 30th of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A woman from Hertfordshire who's waited 26 years for a kidney transplant says people on dialysis get lost in the system. A night shelter in Luton is closing tomorrow, leaving 15 people homeless with nowhere to stay. In football, Watford are in championship action tonight when they play away at Nottingham Forest. The weather, mostly cloudy with rain or showers and feeling blooming cold. Huh? 08459 455 555. You better call quick, otherwise the next voice I'll speak to is Dennis in Dunstable. BBC Three Counties Radio. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday between 12 and 3, I'm here with a little bit of celebrity. My geography teacher at school resurrected a jazz standard song, which was Won't You Come Home, Bill Bailey. It made me dedicate myself to be trying to be better. I always felt that wasn't quite good enough. Expert advice. Absolutely, you've got it. You've nailed it. I am so happy. Thank you. And loads of really great music. Nick Coffer. Weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Nope, nobody else called in, so it's you, Dennis. Good morning to you. Yes. Children, shall I say, children. What? You're talking about dressing up tomorrow. Yes. Sound like the kids across the school across the road. What's your problem? You come no on, you, you dress up a little bit at home, don't you? No. Look, I walk around most of the time in my pyjamas. Oh, there you go. Now then, uh, organ donation. Some time ago, when the Falcon Islands was on, you know, that was probably before you were born, actually. Yes. I offered blood, as I've always done, and they said, no, I was too old. Oh. I was too old to go out and fight, so I thought, well, the least I can do is keep the blood running. Yes. But no, they stopped it. So is this donation business, is age come into it? I mean... I, I, w- can, I would have thought so. I would have thought that... Well, you can have my bits any time you like. Well, when I've finished with them, you can have them. Do your, bit still, do your bits still work, Dennis? I naturally, of course they do. I, all all of them? my bits work. 
upset my balance. But they can have that anyway. I don't think they've yet worked out a way of donating I mean, uh, someone's I balance. Years ago, but that's beside. Got someone who's got terrible balance. We need yeah. we need a balance transplant. When's Dennis in Dunstable going to pop his clogs? Uh, oh, his balance is terrible. We don't want that. Fine, lovely. No, was it say? I just wondered whether there was some age. How? Uh, so what's the? Well, this is an interesting one. What's the age limit for people's blood then? I don't know. They just said no. I don't know if they thought I couldn't make any more or not, but that was ridiculous. I mean, a pint, nothing looked. I've had more than that taken out of hospital for no good reason. Well, they must have had a good reason. Well, no, I had blood taken out both, both arms, and I'm walking around with limp arms. <laughs> I say. <laughs> Back to <laughs> so 1976. No, it's it just, I just, one of those things that I. Because are my bits getting older, so they're no use? Or do they keep renewing themselves? I don't know. I have a question. Oh, dear. Dennis, yes. you're 87. Yes. If, say, I'm another... Nearly, 18, uh, nearly 89, don't put me Ooh. back two years. Okay. If another nearly 89-year-old needed a kidney yes. and just say you could give it to them, yes. even though age plays a part in it, could they have it because you're the same age? And I don't mind because I've got two of them. The thing is, they wouldn't do a kidney transplant on him because it, the, the trauma to the body would... Um, oh. I know. That's not going to help anybody, is it? You don't know, do you? We just, I, li- I literally don't know, Dennis. And well, in I many mean, ways, I, I don't care. But a bit of, of family passing things on, that's fine. Yes. And as I say, as far as I'm concerned, uh, they could have it. They can have all my bits when I've gone. It'll save them burying me. Well, there you go, well, Dennis. Thank you very much indeed. 08459... Four double five five double five is the telephone number. There's not really an argument for not um, donating stuff, is there? Really? You'd have to. Where's our next guest? What's happening? The phone's oh, off. Good morning, Janet. It's Kelly at BBC. It's one of those days, isn't it? Just giving a call for your interview. Can you give me a call? Might be. I'm, on, I'm just listening. Uh, okay. That's, that's, uh, okay. Well, um, I could do my new single. A woman's place is in the home. Let's have a look at the front page of the newspaper, shall we? It's one of those days. You know those days when you kind of get mugged off a little bit? It's one of those days. It's one of those days. The front page of the Times. Would you eat rabbit? What? How the humble bunny has become the foodie's favourite dish. Labour's spending spree to cost £25 billion. Top think tank exposes sleight of hand by balls. Labour has quietly drawn up spending plans that would allow it to borrow £25 billion more than the Tories after the next election, despite promising to match George Osborne's pledge of clearing the deficit. Smoking in cars with children set to be banned. We talked about this. Smoking in cars carrying children is on the road to becoming illegal. Good, good, good. If you do it, you're a bad parent. You smoke in a car with a kid, you are a bad parent. You don't even deserve to have kids if that's what you're going to do to them. A Downing Street source revealed that MPs will be allowed to vote with their conscience when the proposal should... Should they always vote with their conscience? I know, you know, they're kind of told what to do at certain times, but what happened to MPs with personality and MPs with their own... um, following their own ideas? A Downing Street source revealed that MPs will be allowed to vote with their conscience when the proposal returns to the Commons in the coming weeks. Labour, Lib Dem and crossbench peers united to defeat the government by 25... If you smoke in the car with your kids, you are a bad parent. It is abuse. The Daily Telegraph. Flood. uh, Troops sent in to flood-hit areas. What? The army is to be sent to Somerset in an attempt to relieve villages left stricken by floods. The army? Haven't they got better things to do? Really? You would think, wouldn't you? 
and going and putting down a few sandbags and uh, getting a few old deers in uh, those inflatable dinghies. Uh, there's um, that lady playing darts there. Um, oh, we've cracked it. Scientists announced breakthrough treatment for nut allergies. Really? Go and find a cure for cancer. Or, you know, a disease or something. Scientists have claimed they have discovered a breakthrough treatment for nut allergies. The team from Cambridge said it had developed an immunotherapy formula after five and a half years of trials on children. They tried this nut stuff on children? Is there no decency in the world anymore? As a result of the project, a majority of youngsters who are allergic to peanuts were able to eat them without dying. Researchers at the... Great news, guys. Great news. So some kids can now eat peanuts and we can all eat peanuts on an EasyJet flight. Is that, that's what that means. The Independent... Uh, oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Oh, what a, what a horrible picture. What a horrible picture. There's a, a picture of a gentleman holding uh, what looks like a white sheet and you read the caption. A man holds the shrouded corpse of a one-year-old boy who reportedly died of hunger in the Yarmouk Palestinian refugee camp in southern Damascus earlier this week. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Let's do one more, then we'll speak to Jan. Uh, the Guardian. Bank warning to Scots over keeping the pound. England's women win ashes. Um, the Met... Oh. Not a lot, really, to be honest. Jan's in Luton. Morning, Jan. Morning. Jan, what you got for me? Um, well, I just switched on and caught the end of your conversation about your discussion about organ donation. Yeah. <coughs> oh, I hesi- sorry. You should donate that uh, cough to somebody. Yeah. Um, I hesitated to ring at first, but I thought I would because I thought this might encourage people to donate. Um, my mother died very recently, um, but she had a uh, kidney transplant 45 years ago. And I just wanted to say that, you know, had she not had that transplant, I wouldn't have had a mother for that 45 years. So, you know, I think it really is important. She had one of the first ones. It was filmed to teach other students. But, you know, if she hadn't had that kidney transplant, you know, I would have had no mother for the last 45 years. And luckily, she lived to 84 because of it. Can I ask you, you say it was filmed... Pardon? You say it was filmed. Yeah. Have you watched the film? No, I don't know whether you're allowed to do that. Oh, okay. Well, they, I would have thought um, if it's your mum, you could possibly... Uh, I'd be fascinated to see something like that yeah. if it's my mum. No, they... Um, I mean, obviously, it's done anonymously, and they asked permission, no, right. but okay. they yeah. did it to um, send to teach South African wow. students at So, the time. She, your, your mum, as well as having her life uh, uh, extended, has probably helped save other lives as well by being filmed. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, I can't think of one good reason, Jan. I can't think of one good reason why people wouldn't want to donate their bits and pieces. No. No, I mean, I wouldn't have had a mother for the last 45 years if it hadn't been for somebody who was, you know, willing to donate that kidney. Because she had her other kidney removed as well. So oh, dear. She, she was living just on that one transplant kidney. Deary me. So, you know, it's, you know, I'm just so grateful to the person I who did that. Are. I don't know who it was, but if they hadn't been willing to do that, then, um, you know, and as, as for people that are talking about, you know, they would be willing to give a, a kidney when they die, um, you can actually give a live donation mm. because um, if you're a healthy person, you can live on one kidney. Now, see, my reluctance to do that would be if I go and give a kidney, because um, they changed the law that you can just give a kidney. They, they, a few years ago, you couldn't do it. 
um, if you didn't know the person. Um, but they've changed the law, so you can now. My reluctance to that would be, if I give a kidney now, what if one of my boys needs a kidney in, in 10 years' time? Then I've kind of um, scuppered his chances a little bit, haven't I? Yeah, you have. I mean, it's a big decision to yeah, make. Yeah, of course but, it is. Um, Jan, listen, I'm sorry for the loss of your mum, but um, thank you very much for that story. It's altruistic organ donations, I think they call them. And up until really recently, they were illegal. You couldn't just go in and say, hey, anybody need a kidney? Because I've got one going spare. You, could, you couldn't do it. John Ronson wrote a brilliant uh, article about some people who wanted to do it, actually. Uh, and they've changed the law, so now you can. But uh, I'd, I would be reluctant to do it. I would be reluctant to do it, just in case my boys need one. You know, or their boys need one, whatever. Uh, Steve! Good morning! How are your kidneys, Steve? Mine are all fine, I hope. Yeah, yeah, good, good. What, what, kidneys, clean, do, kidneys are the ones that clean your wee-wee? Or is I, that, I believe so, They yeah. do something yeah. with your wee-wee, don't they? Yeah, liver's the, um... Yeah, something else, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, something yeah, else. Yeah, hey, yeah. here's... All right. What does the pancreas do? That doesn't do anything. Does it do Nothing. something? It regulates your insulin, no. doesn't it? It regulates your no. insulin... Steve, the mil- Steve, who is a qualified milkman, is disputing that. Oh, I thought yeah, you had to do the insulin. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Betts is just saying something. Train station. Thank yeah. you very much indeed. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. What does your pan- what does your St pancreas do, please, dear listeners? Uh, Steve. Yes. What? I'm not donating anything. What? I'm not donating any part of my body. Oh, that's a little bit selfish. My my body has been promised to another. Oh God, what's that? What you're doing? You're going to be like one of those works of art. <laughs> so my body is not a work of art. No. no, when I when I die, my my body is going to go to the MSSR and they can cut up and find out about things. That's what, so they can experiment on oh, so a, non, a non MS body to an MS body. You're giving the whole the whole thing, the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah, yeah I don't know what they do with it. I don't know if they like when they finish they throw the bits out or they can pass them off. I don't really know. I haven't looked into it. I must find out. Uh, yeah, you think you would. Now, well, you're doing this, course, because yeah. your missus has got MS. She has. Um, and how how easy is it to do that? Do you just phone them up and say, all right, listen, I've got a body going spare. Do you want it? I think that's basically it, yeah. yeah. Wrong, you only have to fill out a form, okay, I suppose. Well, you've really looked into this, haven't you, in great detail? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you not get any money for it? You should you should get a few grand for that, surely. No, 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 that's terrible. Because oh. if, if you get started getting money into the mix and people are going to abuse the system aren't they they're going <laughs> to knock off their, the family to get some money Steve it- thank you very much indeed I've got to end it there we're out of time 7.29 BBC Three Counties Radio let's get the travel Travel news for beds hearts and bugs BBC Three Counties Radio Morning. It's looking slow on the A1M heading south between Junction 8 for Hitchin and 7 Stevenage. Uh, there's one lane blocked also on the M1 if you're heading northbound up towards Milton Keynes. That's because of a broken down car on the M1 uh, between Junction 9 for Redbourne and Junction 10 Luton. Also the major roadworks to look out for are on the M1 Luton Spur in both directions between Junction 10A, uh, the Kidneywood Roundabout and Junction 10 Luton Airport Spur Road. And there are also queues on the A405 North Orbital Road at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. Kate Mason, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Kate. Right, 7.30, let's get the news and sport now. Here's Jane. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 
7.30, I'm Jane Killick. A woman from Hertfordshire who's waited 26 years for a kidney transplant is calling for greater awareness. Mandy Mason from St Albans says people seem to get lost in the system when on dialysis for years. 15 people face being thrown out on the streets from tomorrow with the closure of a night shelter for the homeless in Luton. The premises in Dallow Road has been run by Rise Housing Association, which says it's had its funding withdrawn. The Wolverton Health Centre has finally welcomed its first patients after a string of delays. It was originally due to open in November, but problems with the furniture, the lift, legal guidelines and building regulations kept the doors closed. The weather, another cloudy and damp day with rain or drizzle and a high of 7 Celsius. Under sport and in football, Watford resumed championship action with a televised trip to Nottingham Forest this evening. Manager Beppe Sanino wants them to repeat the form which saw them take a 2-0 lead at Manchester City in last Saturday's FA Cup tie. Here's goalkeeping coach Alec Chamberlain. First half, we, Beppe has said that was the best performance that he's had under under him so far. Um, he's learned a lot about the players. Obviously, still things that to improve on, but uh, a real performance to build on for the future. And you know, in the championship, obviously, is now our focus. And there's full commentary on Watford at Nottingham Forest in Three Counties Sport from seven. Meanwhile, Italian team Genoa are reporting that Watford have signed their Hungarian midfielder Daniel Toza on loan until the end of the season. Manchester City are back on top of the Premier League after achieving a 5-1 victory over Tottenham at White Hart Lane. Spurs were down to 10 men after defender Danny Rose was sent off. Chelsea are three points behind the leaders as they were frustrated by West Ham in a goalless draw at Stamford Bridge. And in Formula One, the Milton Keynes-based Red Bull team had a frustrating start to pre-season testing in Spain. World champion Sebastian Vettel completed just 11 laps over the first two days in his new car. Teams had warned that the complexity of the new engines would lead to problems. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. I'll be back with a full bulletin at eight. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Today's show feels a bit. In some ways, we've been sold a pop. In some ways, I just feel, I feel it's a bit. I mean, you know. It's... When life hands you lemons, make lemonade. Yeah, but lemonade. And then slap a bit of gin in. Lemonade from real lemons is horrible. Is it? That's not proper lemonade. It's not. Fi- it's not. Fi- they. Re- Guess what they were advertising on telly yesterday when I was sharing a dressing room with uh, Barry from EastEnders. Oh, tell wow. me. Right. And I was, I was sharing, oh, sorry, yeah. I was sharing a dressing room with Barry from EastEnders and the fact that we're sharing a dressing room means that we're both big stars because we're big enough to share dressing rooms. Whereas uh, the small stars, the ones that, that are needy, they get their own dressing rooms. What, I think. what was in your dressing room? A television and um, some Haribo. Did you ask mm. for someone to be picked out? No, I just dive straight in there. Oh. But So the advertising on television... I'll throw this one at you first, Kelly. I'm going to do the first line of a jingle, although they, they, this wasn't the jingle, but you'll, you'll get this straight away, Catherine. Get busy with the fizzy. Some sort of a drink. Some sort of a drink. Catherine, get busy with the fizzy. Soda stream. They were advertising <gasps> soda stream. Wow. No, no, wow. Because I, learned, I, I know a secret. I, you know, I'm sure they're a great company. I learned in the 70s, it's be, you're better off buying Coke yeah. or Pepsi. Or... That was in the 70s. We're 2014. What have they, what have they added now? Flavours that are good? Yeah. That fizz that actually, actually makes things fizzy? Yeah. Soda stream was one of those things I really wanted. And yeah. then when I actually tried one, I realised I didn't need it's it. It's a very Why would you want to? You can buy fizzy drinks in the shops, guys, for quite cheap prices. Mr Frosty was the same. Yeah. Right? Mr Frosty looked brilliant in the adverts. Yeah. When you actually got it, it's rubbish and yeah. quite hard. Yeah. 
So, ah, and the a la carte kitchen. Do you remember that? Wake not, up, Daddy. Breakfast ready. She oh. tugs on his toe and she's made a Swiss roll in beans. Oh, yeah, stupid child. Doesn't cook child. real food. How no. she got that? Oh, stupid. But uh, it's just odd. The, the 70s are back in. Jim Davidson winning Big Brother. Soda streams being advertised. Gilbert O'Sullivan making uh, political points. Do you remember those um, action figures that would punch each just, other just, in the chest Just be and careful. Dent? We're very close to talking about to- old toys. Oh, right, sorry. J- just be careful. And um, we, we've got to squeeze in the legalisation of cannabis in a bit, so... Uh, you... And white dog poo. I just feel today's show... Oh, I know what we could do. Yeah. Spoilt pets. Oh, yeah, go on. Do you remember what happened when we were watching um, that person walking their dog outside the cafe yesterday? Oh, for goodness sakes, you missed this. We went to prisoners for a fry-up. It was great. I missed it. Huge dog. It was like, was like was it wasn't... Well, like... we were, first of all, we were laughing at this Jack Russell in a coat, yeah, weren't yeah. we? And then behind... Tiny. It came a St Bernard oh, being walked by... Um, massive. ...a woman. Yeah, we, we later discovered... And oh God, this is as awful, we were watching, Kelly. it started to squat, and we said, "Oh, really? What we want with our fry up is yeah. this?" He was eating a you weren't eating a sausage. I think Justin might have been. Yeah, he cut it in up. Public. Though. He cut it up. She got the plastic bag out, so we're thinking, "Good, she's a responsible dog owner." Yeah. She caught it before it hit the floor. She squatted wow. behind the dog and put the dog the bag underneath the dog's bottom. That's a really good idea. No, it's not. Then she doesn't have to physically touch it. Who owns who in that scenario? Nobody got away with any dignity. The dog, neither the dog, the the, the woman owner, or us watching. If it. I had a dog, I would tie a bag to its tail. Nappies. So that you can get dog went, nappies. Yeah, you can get dog nappies. No, it was the most dis- It was horrible. Why would you do that? You get the bag, you put your hand in it, turn it inside out. Why don't you pick it up off the floor? My sister's cat is possibly one of the most um, spoiled animals in the world, and my mum, when it comes to stay, will wipe it. The wet wipes. Wow. The cat's bottom. Mm-hmm. My friend what? has uh, dogs that she dresses like her. <laughs> Seriously. I don't like that. I don't if think she's should... wearing pink. So are they. I don't think you should put clothes on animals. What They've kind got of dog clothes. Are they? What are they? Chihuahuas or big ones? They're little fluffy things. Oh well, they're they're designed to be. They're the next step up from a cat. No, you don't put clothes on animals. We don't dress. You a... do. There's nothing funnier than like a dog in a, a bow tie suit. I have seen online you can get a brilliant Yoda costume for a dog. No, we don't dress up our animals. Yes. It's inappropriate. It's I don't think it's wrong. For. They've got their, they've got fur. That's that's animal clothes. Um. Hats, is that okay? No. Yes, of course it is. Well, it's not okay. Well, Shoes, definitely. Why would you, you, you can get um, for um, cats, I guess for dogs as well, that scratch, uh, you can get plastic coloured covers to go over their uh, yes. claws. My sister who lives in America has had those for her cat. It's a house cat, you see? Yeah. Um, they're like, um, you know those acrylic nail extensions you can get? <laughs> yeah. But they just take the edge off your nails. Take the edge off. Nails. Yeah. The as very, I said, rotten. The very fact we've, we've talked about a dog... Um, whose owner crouched behind it and held a plastic bag underneath its bottom like it's like, did a poo. Like a cricket bat uh, catcher. That shows, that shows just, just, just how uh, empty I think this show is. But I think things you do for your pets is a great <laughs> phone we, we are desperately trying to say something. She was the like pot. a wicketkeeper, wasn't she? Yeah, she was yeah. like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she's crouching down and she's cupping her hands. Yeah, it was, <laughs> okay, how do you... Uh, why not? Why not? We've got nothing else. Spoiled how, rotten. Tell so, us about your pets. Pampered pets. Call me now. Call me now. Oh, eight, four, five, nine, four, four double, double five. Five, five, double five. There we go, you you see, right. Uh, on the, the subject of Gilbert O'Sullivan, who believes a woman's place is in the home, Drake says on Facebook, um, <laughs> and coming up at nine with Jonathan, should more people ride a white swan to work to ease traffic chaos? Richard says, I would be pleased if I can meet a single woman that could make a cup of tea or coffee, let alone do the housework. Um, uh, Mike says, I play his songs all the time. His lyrics are so good and meaningful. 
Then he's quoted some lyrics. If I go, give up the seat I've been saving, this is Gilbert O'Sullivan lyrics. If I give up the seat I've been saving to some elderly lady or man, am I being a good boy? Am I your pride and joy? Mother, please, if you're pleased, say I am. And if while in the course of my duty I perform an unfortunate take, would you punish me so, unbelievably so, never again will I make that mistake? And Benjamin says, I don't believe, I don't think a woman's place is in the home, but I do think they make better cooks and homemakers, as the best meals I've had have been cooked by my mum, nan and my fiancé. You still get your meals cooked by your mum. Good for yes, you. Well done. Yes. You've got the system and you're, you're playing it. Well, do you know what? I have to say that uh, my mum enjoys cooking for me as well because, yeah. you know, obviously it's not just about her cooking, but, but then off the back of that, we sit down, we have a conversation, we catch up on life. It's great. Yeah, exactly. You've been out asking people about Gilbert O'Sullivan. Yeah. It all came from his, his song, A Woman's Place is in the Home. Mm. Great little record. Whether you <laughs> yes. think it's, it's politically incorrect or not, it's mm. a cracking little song. Yes, so I have taken the lyrics onto the streets this morning and I've been getting a reaction from the ladies out there. Here's what they had to say. Rhea, as a young lady, you've just read Gilbert's lyrics there and you've got that look on your face that says to me, you agree with him, don't you? I do, yeah. I think a woman's place is within the home. Um, And every single part of that is right, really, about the kids and... um well, <laughs> having a bit of a moan, really. <laughs> you don't think it's a bit sexist by saying that your place is in the home? Not really, because I suppose if a man was in the home, nothing would be done. <laughs> this was the point I was making earlier on, and somebody had a go at me. Do you know what? You talk so much sense, don't you? <laughs> well, uh, I'm, I'm coming from experience, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> now, w- with this track, do you think Gilbert should maybe re-release this? It's still relevant in the year 2014? I suppose so. I mean, I don't think anything would have anyone would have anything against it, um, because of every woman will agree. I think every man would agree as well. <laughs> Nahida, here we are talking about Gilbert O'Sullivan. This is fantastic. There's his song. He's saying that a woman's place is in the home. Has he got a point? I think Gilbert O'Sullivan wrote it back in either 1920s or <laughs> a century and a half ago. Now, that sarcasm would suggest to me that you don't agree with him. I don't agree with it. But it's a choice, because when women become mothers, because only at the moment women can be mothers, if they want to stay at home, they should be allowed and encouraged and given the financial incentives by employers and government agencies to do that if they need it. Madam, good morning. You just read the uh, Gilbert O'Sullivan lyrics. Is Gilbert wrong? Absolutely, yes. That's his opinion. Uh, he's entitled to that, and I don't think it's, it's the truth for everybody. I think modern families change, so... Yeah, time to write a new song. Well, she says it's time to write a new song, mm. but I, I, I do think that's a little bit unfair. When you when you have written something as powerful as. It's a cracking little uh, great intro as well. Isn't it wonderful? Yeah, there we go. It's up to it. Let's have a listen. And then he talks sense. I may be old fashioned, so what if I am? Now, now, oh, the, all the, all the, all the, all the, all the, 
All the women, oh, the, 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 all the women bosses at the BBC are going nuts. All right. Mm. Oh, mm. OK. Well, I'm not necessarily... I think we need to discuss this in an mm. open and honest mm. environment. Mm. And Gilbert O'Sullivan has provided the platform <laughs> for that. And basically all the other stories we got this morning are rubbish. That's yeah. why we're going to keep plodding the way. Well, do you know what? That first lady I spoke to there in yeah. that piece, uh, she was, what, in her early 20s. She looked at the lyrics. She was smiling. She was saying, Gilbert O'Sullivan, he is absolutely bang on the money here. Yes, my place is in the home. And you know what? I'm proud of that. Yeah. Now, listen, uh, d- 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 for the next seven years, we're going to be celebrating a lot of 50th anniversaries of the Beatles. Yeah, very okay? true. Because it, 50 years ago, the Beatles were big. Uh, well, they were. They were <laughs> yeah, quite popular, weren't they? <laughs> and, and they went on until, what, 1970, 1971. So mm. we've got another six, seven years of yeah. anniversaries through the Beatles. We've got the Beatles coming in later this morning. Yep. They couldn't come in tomorrow because they've got work commitments. Uh, you're going to go out and speak to people, are you? Mm. I'm going to be going out this morning asking people about their favourite Beatles song, but also we want them to sing yep. at least ten seconds of that song. Yep. Yep. So I'm thinking here as well, yes, we're going to take it out to the streets, but but what about your listeners on the phones? Who is going to come on this morning and sing a Beatles song? Maybe you can score them out of ten. You know, we can go down the splash route here. We can we, hold up cards and things. You don't have to be wearing your um, budgie smugglers now <laughs> to call in and do it. Uh, and I can't believe... Hang on. Yeah, well said, Gilbert. Here we go. I believe, yes, indeed I do. Mm. A woman's mm. place, a woman's place, a woman's place is in the home. Mm. Uh, I, I, I can't... There won't be anybody out there who doesn't like the Beatles. Ev- everybody likes the Beatles. No, you're wrong. What? You're wrong. Why? Well, I spoke to one person this morning, said, no, nah, never really got into them. No. Yeah, it was the Rolling Stones for me. Oh, no, no, no. The yeah. Rolling Stones are flipping awful. Mm. They've had three, four good songs. Oh, no, don't get me on this again. No, they're rubbish. Fantastic band, but I think the Beatles are king. The thing about the Stones is they copied the Beatles and they haven't got a good album, mm. whereas most of the Beatles albums, there are a few exceptions, Beatles for Sale and probably Let It Be are a bit ropey, but most of the Beatles albums... Fantastic from start yeah. to finish. The yeah. Stones never had a good album, apart from the Stones' greatest hits. You see, what I don't get is when people go out, and I have got them myself, admittedly, but um, just because it's part of the collection, but but the Red and Blue album from the Beatles. Yep. You, know, you know, two great albums, don't yep. get me wrong, but a lot of the Beatles' best songs were on the albums, the, the album tracks, weren't they? Yep. Uh, Oasis went down that route as well in yep. the 90s. So, yeah, I'll try and find people who don't like the Beatles. No. It's a bit like when people say, I don't like Only Fools and Horses. Who doesn't like Only Fools and Horses? Uh, no, Come well, on! Listen, Only Fools and Horses, let's, don't, please don't start a fight. Because <laughs> I'm in that kind of mood where I will take you out into that car park and we will what? have a bare knuckle Over fight. Over any fools? It's rubbish. Is it? Why? Out you go. No. Go on, go on. Y- are you joking? It's rubbish. It's not funny. Are you winding me up? No, I'm not winding you up. You are looking for a fight, aren't you? Out. Right. If you, I tell you what, I, I might do Fly Away Peter, Fly Away Paul a bit later Oh, on. please. <laughs> <laughs> That's the wrong thing. Hang on a second. Don't panic. Don't panic. Don't panic. We can... Uh, it's, it, it's just one of those shows today where, you know, you kind of think, shall we, shall we sack it off? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. There's a lane blocked on the M1 heading northbound. That's because of a broken down vehicle between Junction 9 Redbourne and Junction 10 Luton. Also major roadworks on the M1 Luton Spur in both directions between Junction 10A, the Kidneywood Roundabout and Junction 10 Luton Airport Spur Roads. So that'll affect you if you're travelling to or from Luton today. Looking very slow on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. And on the trains, there are delays 
delays of up to 25 minutes on Chiltern Railway between Marlebone and Aylesbury. That's because of an operating incident at Rickmansworth. And also severe delays on the Metropolitan Line between Harrow-on-the-Hill and Watford, Chesham and Amersham. That's because of signalling signaling problems earlier at Moor Park. Kate Mason, BBC Three Counties Radio. Kate, thank you very much. 7.46, Thursday the 30th of January, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A woman from Hertfordshire who's waited 26 years for a kidney transplant says people on dialysis get lost in the system. A night shelter in Luton is closing tomorrow, leaving 15 homeless people with nowhere to stay. In football, Watford are in championship action tonight when they play away at Nottingham Forest. 08459 455 555 is the phone number. Let's get the weather now. Here's Sarah Thornton. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks very much indeed. Hello, very good morning to you. We start with uh, rather chilly weather this morning and that's the story for the day today. It's going to feel cold again. Not quite the complete deluge that we saw yesterday, a complete washout, but we are looking at more showers right across the three counties through the day today. Uh, so we're, we start temperatures around 2 or 3 Celsius. We're not going to get much higher today than 5 or 6 degrees, so it will feel cold. We've still got that uh, nagging easterly wind, which isn't particularly strong, but just giving a slightly raw edge to the weather as well. And as I say, further showers to come for the three counties. But there will be drier interludes and potentially just by the end of the afternoon, a smidge of brightness coming through here and there. But cater for those showers right the way through the day today. They start to die away overnight. And then through the night tonight, temperatures will fall away down to two or three Celsius, but we'll keep quite a bit of cloud around. It means tomorrow morning, rather than frost being an issue, we'll be looking at the possibility of a bit of mist, maybe even some fog patches here and there. And a slow start, quite a grey start to the weather for tomorrow too. Now we'll be dry through the first half of the day tomorrow but in the afternoon we've got a spell of wet and windy weather moving in from the west and once it's in probably about two or three o'clock in the afternoon into the western parts of our region and then we'll see it with us through the rest of the day into the evening and the first hours of Saturday morning too. It will clear away though and once it clears away the weekend is looking pretty settled actually. Uh, Mostly dry across beds, hearts and bucks through the weekend. On Sunday even some sunshine to come through. Uh, Fairly breezy on Saturday with highs of 7 degrees but on Sunday possibly up to 8 Celsius with lighter winds from a southwesterly direction all shaping up to be much more settled than through this weekend but as I say Ian for today further showers around yay oh no I mean no saying that I like a good shower and I don't like people that use umbrellas I told my team off yesterday as we were going for a, a fry up after coming back after seeing a, a dog having its faeces ca- uh, caught in a, a Tesco's shopping bag uh, they had these big golfing umbrellas walking down the street like they're, they're daddy warbucks I don't know why that's the only person I can think of <laughs> is he a famous umbrella user he, he's got attitude he walks on the street like he owns it he does own everything he'd have someone holding it Punjab yeah. would be holding it for but him he, wouldn't he Punjab yeah that was his manservant with Wowzers. the, with the, with the um, turban but big umbrellas I, I, I only have an umbrella if it's chucking it down I mean really and even then I don't, I'm not that bothered about it. I like a little bit of drizzle on me but I hate people with umbrellas oh. because when you're walking down the street with an umbrella we really are that devoid of content when you're walking down the street with an umbrella it's your responsibility to move that out of the way for me it's not my responsibility to duck and dive and move if someone's coming you should lift the umbrella up or tilt it to the side or even lower it completely have you had a bad experience with a spoke The Six Nations. It's not just about rugby. 
It's about rivalry. Everything riding on this game. Lose, you're staring at the abyss. It's about nations. A bit of pride there. That's what they're living off at this moment in time. Your nation. Into the corner! Victory. Because our fiercest rivals are those who are closest. A monumental game for the nation. This is hard-edged rugby. The Six Nations starts Saturday afternoon across the BBC. Keisha's back. Morning, Keisha. It's not Keisha. Ian is Kasha. Kasha? Yes. Well, th- well, it says Keisha on my screen, so can I call you Keisha? Not really. Well, it's like calling me, um, anyway. Well, it's like calling um, you what? It doesn't matter. Well, yeah. it, well it does I a little bit because no, no, it does a little complain. bit. Sorry? I want to complain. About what? About you. You're so boring lately. You're not so, funny. Sorry? All you do is mourn. Huh? You're not prepared for the show. All you're saying is, oh, I don't know what we meant to talk about today. Oh, uh, uh, um, let's, um, let's well, I know what what maybe. I know what we're meant to talk about today. We're meant to talk about the fact that uh, apparently there are shortage of kidneys for black people. Turns out that's not the story. Yeah, but if you don't talk about death yeah. the other day, you talk about kidneys. Kidneys? Have something fun. Ke- Kelly is so funny. Put Kelly on. Sorry? Yeah, she's prepared. Mum? All right, you've, you've, all right Keisha. You, you've asked for this. Keisha. Kasha. <laughs> you've asked for this, Keisha. <laughs> Kelly's on. Just watch the radio die. It's not, listen, December was great. When I listened to it, I, I was looking for it in the morning. I thought, yeah, let me get to the car, put on um, BBC Three. Counties now Radio. I'm in the car, and I'm thinking, oh, God, I'm going to have to swap it to Magic again because Ian is so boring. All right, okay, this is a serious complaint. This is a serious complaint. That is, and last time All I right. was on the radio, Button it for a second. You, you, you stopped talking to me. And I was talking to some random guy. I have no idea. I didn't even know I have about. N- I have no idea what that was referring to, uh, Keisha. I, I don't know. And I know you know. And I Kelly knows. Don't, I, I have no idea what you're talking I about. I complained after that. I complained to her as well. And none of okay. my complaints seems to work. No. I, Boring. Yeah. So what could, should we be doing then to make the show more fun? The, the, the fun it, ha- it was in December. Oh, I don't know. I'm, I don't. Have you got ah. the contract signed yet? Ah. Not yet. No. Uh, there you go. So they won't sign it. Well, carry on. The well, I've got, we have a verbal agreement. I nothing. Oh. It's like calling me Keisha. Well, Keisha, what do you think? Keisha. Is it, sorry? Keisha. It's, um, I could murder a quiche right now. I could probably murder a quiche as well. Uh, mm, bacon and meat. Bacon and milk. Bacon and leek, quiche. Bacon and lilt. Leek, leek. Ba- bacon and lint. <laughs> That is so racist. <laughs> <laughs> Keisha, listen, it's easy to phone up and say the show's rubbish. Lots of people do it every single day. But what I expect from you, Keisha, is a suggestion on how we can unrubbish the show, how we can make it darn good again. Just put Kelly on. Kelly. Oh my God, he done it again. <laughs> Did you do it again, Ian? Oh my God, I'm so gonna complain about this. That contract is not gonna roll. I'm being rescued, abused. I'm dropping the phone. Hello? Oh my God, I'm dropping the phone. 
across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, a story we've been covering for quite a while. The continual delays at the Wolverton Health Centre. There weren't any chairs. Patients were going to have to bring their own chairs. And then they got some chairs. But then there was a problem with the building and all the regulations. Well, it's open. What? Yeah, I know. It's open. The £2.3 million centre should have opened in November, but was dogged by problems with the lift, lack of furniture, loads of things. Well, it finally started accepting patients on Monday. How did we find this out? Well, one of our team drove past it. Sarah Dockery from the Wolverton Patient Participation Group. Sarah, I'm disappointed that we, we, we didn't get an invitation to the opening or even a phone call. What happened? Good morning. Um, I'm really sorry. Uh, I think How basically rude. we had a very quick turnaround time between knowing that we could, they could get into the building and then obviously having to open for business. Um, so so what, what happened then? When did you finally get the go-ahead? Um, practical completion happened a couple of weeks before it opened, um, but they didn't actually have the keys to the building until Friday. Oh. So the physical move literally happened as surgery was going on on Friday over the weekend and opened for patients Monday morning. So you can imagine it was pretty pretty chaotic and busy over the weekend. What sort of facilities can patients expect to find there now? Basically, it's a lovely, spacious, obviously brand new, airy building, um, really light and airy. There's lots of all the services that were previously in the old building have moved over um, but the good thing is they will have more space um, uh, so there's lots more space and um, but all the same services all the GP services and all the community services as well health visiting district nurses podiatry they've all moved over as well so everything that was in the old building has come into the new building um, but with lots more space uh, and are people still going to have to do this silly system where, where you get 30 people queuing up first thing in the morning at the moment, if you want an appointment on that day, then yes, there is still the option of going. Because that's not great, great, is it? It's it's not the best system at the moment, no, and there's lots of dissatisfaction about it. And as a patient group, we're trying hard to look at whether there would be better ways that we could work with the surgery to, to do differently. Because we've heard stories about old people and people with babies stood outside in the cold and the rain. Absolutely. And I mean, as, as a mother myself, I'm, I'm not overly happy about that system. Um, but it is something that would take time to change. And the doctors are aware of people's What other options are there? Phoning up? I mean, I, it's, it's a tough one. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. And there are different systems at different surgeries. And it's very easy to hear, oh, well, it's not like that at such and such. But actually, none of the systems are perfect. So they would want to weigh up carefully whether another system would actually be better for everyone or whether it would just have its own issues and problems. But it is definitely something that everyone is looking at. Why is this so good for Wolverton? Sarah? I think it's fantastic. I think Wolverton is a growing community. We've got lots of new houses that have gone up and many more already going up and being planned. So we're a growing population. Um, I think personally, I think it's really good that we can have a health centre that is within walking distance for a lot of people. It serves the community and now it's going to be, you know, state of the art and hopefully has the potential to continue to improve and grow as the the months and years go on. And everything is sorted. Everything's finished. Everything's finalised. We're not going to get you on in a couple of weeks to find out, ah, well, actually, we've forgot to put the plumbing in or anything like that absolutely not i hope in the nicest possible way this is the last time that i have to talk to you Likewise. yes everything apart from the odd little bit here and they're obviously like when you move into a house but yes they're, they're, right. they're getting on with things go off and enjoy your new medical center now go go <laughs> thank go. you very thank much. you very much sarah 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 dockery from the wolverton patient participation group oh eight four five nine four double five five double five uh the pancreas holds beta cells that make insulin Good for you, Pancreas. Well done. You can stay. Uh, on Facebook, uh, in regards to a woman's places in the home, this song by uh, Gilbert O'Sullivan. I would like to look after... Melly says, I'd like to look after her husband, make sure dinner is on the table every day, housework done, etc. But most couples are finding they both have to work as everyone is broke. 
Uh, Victoria says, this is hilarious. My husband would disagree. Whilst I can make a cup of tea, I must be one of those rare women. And even a meal. My husband is an ex-chef. So the kitchen really is his, really is his place. I'm lucky if I can help out. Moreover, I've always worked. I think it will be a major shock to the system to be at home all the time. And Mike says, uh, here it is me, here it is me who does the housework and makes the cups of tea and coffee. Oh, yes, please. So times have certainly changed. Sorry, forgot to add, it's me who does the washing and the ironing too. Our tongues are slightly in our cheeks here, but, 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 but. As Gilbert O'Sullivan got a slight point. Also, is there anybody listening who doesn't like the Beatles? That's not genetically possible. We all have genes and DNA within us that means we, we all like at least ten Beatles songs, don't we? 08459 four double five five double five. BBC Three Counties Radio, let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello there. We've just had a call in from Dean who says there's been an accident between two cars and a lorry on the M25 anti-clockwise on the exit slip road for the A41. That's Abbott's Langley. So it's building up in that area there. Thanks for that, Dean. Also, one lane blocked because of a broken down vehicle on the M1 heading north between Junction 9, Redbourne and Junction 10, Luton. Also, those major roadworks on the M1, Luton Spur in both directions between Junction 10A, Kidneywood Roundabout and Junction 10, Luton Airport, Spur Road. That's actually causing build-up in that area as well now. And there are delays of up to 25 minutes on the trains on Chiltern Railway between Marlebone and Aylesbury because of an operating incident at Rickmansworth. Kate Mason, BBC Three Counties Radio. Kate, thank you very much indeed. Coming up in the next hour of the show, who knows what? We're talking about pampered pets, a woman's place, and the Beatles are coming in live. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Jane Killick. The headlines, a Hertfordshire woman's waited 26 years for a kidney transplant. A homeless shelter in Luton is closing and the new medical centre in Wolverton is finally open. BBC Three Counties Radio. A woman from Hertfordshire who's waited 26 years for a kidney transplant is calling for greater awareness. Mandy Mason from St Albans says she feels deflated by the lack of a suitable donator organ. She says it's hard to stay positive. There's so many young people on dialysis waiting, like myself. Well, I'm a bit older now, but I was so young as well. And people are getting lost in the system. I see young people come in dialysis, they're so drained and down. Specialist military vehicles could be helping flood victims in Somerset by the end of the day after the county council asked the government for help. Military planners are starting work in the Somerset levels where thousands of acres of land are underwater. Fifteen people face being thrown out on the streets with the closure of a night shelter for the homeless in Luton. The premises in Delo Road has been run by Rise Housing Association, which says it's had its funding withdrawn. These homeless shelter users face some difficult decisions. I suffered violence through family, so I had no choice but to leave. But if I knew this was going to happen, I should have rather suffered the violence, to be honest with you. We've got nowhere at the moment. We've got nowhere to go. It's hard, isn't it? You, you need a deposit for a start, and some people haven't got deposits. They're trying hardest to find a home and not just put them in the street when they're in the night shower. 
The Home Secretary, Theresa May, has tabled a last-minute amendment to the Immigration Bill, which is due to return to the Commons today. The change would enable her to strip foreign-born terrorism suspects of their British citizenship, even if it leaves them stateless. She already has the power to remove UK passports from suspects with dual nationality. A jury has heard how a young man was fatally punched outside Escape in Milton Keynes. Joseph Kent had been out for the night last January, celebrating his wife's birthday. Lee Agnew reports. The court was told that Mr Kent was in a queue outside KFC when he got into a confrontation with three men who'd insulted his wife. During the fight, the 24-year-old was punched twice in the head, the second punch causing the fatal injury. 25-year-old Samir Boston from Middleton is pleading not guilty to manslaughter. Both Boston and 22-year-old Hamza Noor from Wembley plead not guilty to assaulting one of Mr Kent's friends. The case continues. A health centre in Wolverton has finally opened after months of delays. It was originally due to open in November, but problems with the furniture, the lift, legal guidelines and building regulations kept the doors closed. The pop star Justin Bieber has been arrested and charged for the second time in a week. He's accused of assaulting a limousine driver in Toronto in December. And in football, Watford travelled to Nottingham Forest tonight for a televised championship match. The weather, mostly cloudy and damp, with rain or drizzle in a chilly breeze and a high of 7 Celsius. And get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. What's coming up in the next hour of the show? I just don't know. But, but with your help, we can shape this last 57 minutes into something magical, something wonderful, something awesome. Are you with me, team? Are you with me? Are we prepared to have a go? Why the hell not? Animals, pampered pets. We saw, and this is horrible what I'm about to say, particularly at breakfast. We saw a woman walking a big dog the other day. It went to do a whoopsie and she crouched behind it and caught it, caught it in a bag. Like a wicket keeper catching a big stump. It was horrible. Pampered pets, how far would you go for your pets? Another homeless shelter looks like it's going to close. 15 people are going to be homeless. And there isn't anybody listening to this, is there? Who doesn't like the Beatles? It's, it's in our genetic nature. We all like at least one Beatles song, don't we? Don't we? Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text, 81333. Start your text, 3CR. Or you can give me a call, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Janet has uh, texted in. Mr Lee, I prefer it when the show has a little more gravitas and no one does those ridiculous voices which are deeply unfunny. I think she's talking about your accent, uh, Catherine. Really? That one. That's not my ridiculous voice, that's my normal voice. Is she... Is she talking about our listeners? I don't... I've got no idea who Janet's talking about. Is she talking about me? I sound young. Have we done any voices today? Mine's not a voice, it's just how it is. Let's just say, let's just say, in the when we when in 50 years' time, when we all get back together again, um, probably in court, uh, and we look back on the shows we've done at BBC Three Counties Radio, today, well, today's won't be up there in the top 300. Depends what we're in court for. Well, uh, but and that's fine. Not, you're not going to have a winner every single day. Some days you're going to have some that aren't quite as good. And, and you know, today is the day. 
Didn't Tomorrow's is going to be brilliant. The good thing is, when you've got a professional presenter who can um, polish up the uh, proverbial. Yes. So Especially when they make no mention of it on air. That's the trick, you that's see. Don't trick. draw it at... Yeah. Get your duster out and get on with it. Uh, right, yes, thank done. you very much indeed. 08459 555 is the uh, telephone number. Jane's in Milton Keynes. Morning, Jane. Good morning. Jane, what have you called in about? Um, I'm, I'm just phoning up about the Milton Health Centre. Oh, it's great news. It's open. You must be really excited. Excited? Yeah, I'll be excited when people are not lining up for hours out the front. Oh. Yes, so, we- no, I'm not excited because ne- they, they need to get their act together. This has been going on for years. People have been complaining about it for years. Uh, they need to either sack the management and put a new management in um, or find different ways of people that, so that people can make appointments in the morning. So have you, have you, have you queued up out, outside, Jane, to get an appointment? I do, I do with my mum, yeah. With your mum? How old's your mum? She's 80. Sorry, and you're queuing up with, with your mum outside for a doctor's appointment and she's 80 yeah. years old? Yeah, we were there a couple of weeks back, and you you were on air about it oh. then. And there was the, there was a man there, and I think he was ninety nine, and he was queuing up as well to get an appointment. And I, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. These people get paid to have patients, and they should be looking after their patients and not lining their own pockets. They need to set up something so that people can make an appointment in the morning. Um, Either do it online or have a special hotline for elderly patients and vulnerable. Well, that's the thing. If they did it online, that that could possibly exclude, you know, your mum and that 99-year-old gentleman. Yeah, but we've just got mum a laptop now, so... Oh, oh really? She's, she, uh, really? Is she on Facebook yes. or anything? No, oh, no, no. Don't get. She'll just get set. Don't don't let her go on a thing called chat roulette, Jane. That would be a nightmare. She'd have yeah, a heart attack. Okay. Uh, well, the, the, I, I'm trying to think. My doctor's surgery. Uh, they you phone up, and if that you phone up, and then quite often what they'll say if it's a real emergency, they'll get you in. Or they, I think they have a thing where you can you can go in early in the morning and and sort of wait to be seen. But you don't queue up outside. There's no queuing outside. You get to sit in in, in the, the the waiting room. Well, what happens with um? With my, what we've been doing, I leave my house, I go and pick her up, take her to the surgery to get her appointment, and then sometimes she might have to come back later on oh. to go to the doctor, um, or she'll have to wait to see the doctor. And this, is, this has been going on for years, and it's a ridiculous situation, uh, and it's just shoddy uh, management who uh, really don't give a toss about the patient. Jane, thank you very much. Seems the thing, they've spent two and a half million quid on this uh, health centre, and yet the fundamental thing that that the people I've spoken to, the the fundamental complaint hasn't been resolved, the fact that people have to queue up outside. How do they do it in your doctor's surgery? Queuing up outside, it seems a little old-fashioned, doesn't it? I'm sure at mine, you can either phone up... Normally, if we've had to take the boys in quickly... We phone up and they say, right, if you get here sort of about half eight or nine, and then you sit in the waiting room and then they find a gap for you. Do you take a ticket? Um, uh, no, we don't in this surgery. No, we don't have a ticket, I don't think. They just kind of... It's almost like an A&E, and uh, they kind of take you on imp- importance, I think. I think there's a ticket system in ours, if right. you turn up for those early appointments. Like at the meat like counter. a cheese counter, yeah. yeah. OK, there we go. Let me see. 08459 555. Now, we had a call this week from a very worried mum. Janet and Lucy Farm told us her daughter's one of 15 people who could be sleeping on the streets of Luton tonight after being told their night shelter is closing down. Rise Housing Association has been running the facility on Dallow Road but has had its funding withdrawn and can no longer operate as of today. 
Labour councillor Tom Shaw is in charge of housing at Luton Borough Council. Morning, Tom. Morning, Ian. Bit of a mess, isn't it? What's, what, what, what can you do to help? Uh, well, first thing, we need to separate the two things. There's a full investi- investigation going on to see whether Dallagold is a night shelter. From what I gather, the Department of Works and Pensions who pay the benefit cannot find any registration with the Charities Commission or the Family and Providence Society. So that investigation is taking place. The second part is the council's become aware of it. Uh, I don't know if you know, we operate a night shelter, an emergency night shelter in Luton during the winter uh, with some of our partners from the charities sector and we're opening it early. Negotiations have taken place. So if this place on Dollar Road does close on Friday, the emergency night shelter will be open from Friday as well. And so that will be able to accommodate the, the 15 people that are going to be homeless? Well, no, one of them, I was listening to your interview this morning with a uh, young lady who had, uh, she suffered threats of domestic violence on your radio interview. Well, the housing officers themselves are being set up now to interview all these people. Because in her instance, it was a bit worrying that she'd been in an emergency night shelter for a few weeks, which isn't supposed to happen. Yeah. Uh, her instance, in Luton, someone suffered domestic violence, the class was vulnerable, and the council will pick them up. So all these people, the advice we've given them is come down and see us if it does close. We'll do your interviews. If you have got any vulnerability at all, then the council's got a legal duty to pick you up. And that's how it will be happening. The housing staff are on standby. What would you class as a vulnerability, Tom? What's what, what, what's a vulnerability? Suffered, as far as I'm concerned, if someone suffers from domestic violence, then they're vulnerable. Uh, if someone's got any mental health problems, they're vulnerable. And how if, quickly does the system work? I mean, if, 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 if they do an interview, we can have them in somewhere. We'd have them in bed, bed and breakfast that night. Now, isn't it interesting? Because we, we hear so many stories about how it's... It, it, how can you afford to do that? We can't. Bill's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. The stupidity of all this with the changes in the housing benefit bills is the Department of Work and Pensions washes their hands of it all. The same as when a care home closes, people don't realise just what the council has to do. No, this is a private business what's closing on Dollar Road. If a private care home closes, the council has to pick all the the bits and pieces. And it it doesn't come out of the Department of Work and Pensions Fund, it comes out of the council's dwindling resources. But we've got a legal duty on us to pick them up, and that's what we've made arrangements for if it does happen tomorrow night. An emergency plan's in place to deal with it. Do you know how many night shelters or homeless shelters there are in Luton, Tom? Uh, you've got that night shelter. You've got the one that we operate ourselves. But what you've got is four host- five hostels. You've got Mary Seacole, Signpost, West Hill, Old House, uh, which will take different types of people. And Mary Seacole, we're on chair, we take young people. Uh, it's not a night shelter. It's permanent hostel accommodation. And that seems to be... And what we get off the Department of Work and Pensions is where the problem comes with this. Because it's not been operating as a night shelter, it's been operating as an hostel. Right, so the difference would be that in a night shelter, you go in at, what, 8 o'clock in the evening, you, you go out 8 o'clock in the morning with a hostel, what, you could be in there all day? You could be there all day, you could be there for weeks and weeks, months, yeah. And so as far, so as, far as you're aware, th- this is potentially the reason that the funding has been stopped, because they're, they're, they're not quite doing what they're saying on the tin. Exactly. Uh, but I understand that the department, there's all sorts of investigations taking place. Okay. Uh, one of them is, you know, that I, it's only what I got told yesterday myself is that they've asked for the books 
and the vast of the okay. well, let's, well, let's, if, if, if there are investigations, let's not go too far in there, but we'll yeah, certainly exactly, look in, yeah, yeah. into that. Uh, it, it, it must be a worry for, you know, that, that, that we have such a homeless problem in Luton. Uh, Luton, Milton Keynes, everything. You've got another hostel under threat uh, in Itchen at the moment. That's threatening to close St Mungo's. Uh, again, staff have got to be paid. They're entitled to the wages, but they aren't getting the housing benefit anymore. What they were, you know, what they need to pay the staff. So the itching ones under threat as well. Tom, uh, listen, it's always good to talk to you. I appreciate your time. Thanks very much. No problem at all. Bye. There we go, Labour con- councillor uh, Tom Shaw. I like Tom Shaw, and you're not supposed to have favourites, but I like Tom, even if I disagree with him sometimes, which I do frequently. But I kind of get, unless he's playing a very good game. I kind of get the impression from Tom, he's, he's telling you, he's, he's not giving you any, he's not been on any of those PR courses, has he? No, he'll tell you whether you like to hear it or not. Yeah, he kind of tells you it straight. And you, I've, I've argued with him and I've agreed with him. And uh, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't start it off with, well, thanks, Ian. First of all, I'd just like to thank you and, and your listeners for giving me the opportunity to say, you, you can imagine someone saying, Tom, I really think you should, uh, there's a PR course at the weekend. Um, I really think you should probably go, ah, get lost. You can imagine you get the same answer as you would if you stopped him in the street. Yeah. Tom, thank you very much indeed. 08459 four double five five double five. It's a quarter past eight. Let's get the travel news. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello. There's been a big accident on the A1M heading south. That's closed two lanes and it's involving multiple vehicles. Apparently we've had calls from Nick and Jason. Thanks for that. They're both at a standstill and there are two fire engines and two ambulances at the scene. That's between Junction 9 for Letchworth and Junction 8 Stevenage. Uh, major roadworks on the M1 Luton Spur in both directions between Junction 10A Kidneywood Roundabout and Junction 10 Luton Airport Spur Road. That's causing build-up in that area at the moment just because of those roadworks there and also there are delays of up to 25 minutes on the Chiltern railways between Marlebone and Aylesbury that's because of an operating incident at Rickmansworth Kate Mason BBC Three Counties Radio Kate thank you very much it's coming up to 8.16 it's uh, Thursday the 30th of January I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A night shelter in Luton is closing, leaving 15 homeless people with nowhere to stay. The health centre at Wolverton has finally opened after months of delays. In football, Watford are in championship action tonight when they play away at Nottingham Forest. The weather mostly cloudy with rain or showers and feeling cold. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday from three, Roberto Peroni. Milton Keynes is smarter than your average city. And the borough has now been named as one of the five places invited to a Smart Cities Forum. With the best local news stories. Bedford Hospital's leadership has been described as weak in a damning independent report into the problems in the paediatric department last summer. With the best local talking points. An ordinary postman from Watford had a dream that one day that he would raise enough money to build the first free independent hospital in his hometown in Pakistan. After three years of campaigning, hard campaigning, Houghton Regis Leisure Centre Swimpool had been saved and would in fact be reopened. Roberto Peroni, weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. I believe that's um, Chill Out 
music. Is it chill out? It's ambient music. Well, I feel chilled. I feel, I feel ambient. Do you? Yes, I do. <laughs> I really, really do. Lovely. Yeah. You're looking very smart to... Oh. No, I know, ripped apart jeans. Apart from the hole in the jeans. I'm not a fan of ripped jeans. My, my other two pairs of jeans are in the wash. I was... Um, well, I was sharing... I, I don't mind saying it. I was sharing a dressing room with Barry from EastEnders last night. That's why I'm feeling... <laughs> don't know why you're laughing. Uh, and I ended up singing uh, Let's Talk About Sex Baby with him uh, really? on the uh, national television channel. Right. So uh, I, I, I've kind of, you know, this is why I'm dressed up smart. I'm feeling all... Uh, well, it's nice. I've, boots. I have a, a bit of a motto about uh, holes in jeans. I'd like to hear that. I, I don't think any man over the age of 29 should no. wear jeans with a hole in it. I agree. I agree. I agree. It's not done out of fashion. It's oh, done, I see. It's right. done simply out of necessity. Right. <laughs> simply out of, Have you got... Well, a, why a, haven't you thrown them away? Well, I, I'm glad I haven't thrown them away, because if I did, I'd have no trousers on. <laughs> I'd be in my pants. In your pants. I'd be sitting in my pants. And you, I mean, really? You want that? <laughs> What kind of sicko are you, JVS? It would be sense. actually it'd be quite funny with your jacket and yeah. your and your shirt and yeah. just sitting there in pants with your long long legs. If you want it, tomorrow you've got it. <laughs> What's on your show this morning? Me and my big mouth. Yes. Coming up on the big phone in this morning from nine. Yes. Been very interested in your organ donation discussion ah. you've been having today. A mixed race woman from St Albans has been waiting for a kidney transplant for twenty six years. Mandy Mason has spent most of her life on dialysis, but medical teams have struggled to find the correct genetic match for her body. Sixty six percent of families from ethnic minorities refuse permission for their loved ones' organs to be donated at the time of death. And the NHS wants this figure to change. Well, it's heartbreaking to think of anybody, uh, whether it's Mandy or anybody else, who is waiting for an organ to be transplanted. I personally, I cannot understand why everybody is not on the organ donor register. There's no reason not to sign up. It's ridiculous. It seems absolutely bonkers, and I wonder whether it's time to get a bit tough. I wonder whether we are allowing people and their reluctance to think about their own mortality or to find various different excuses as to why they can't be organ donors. I wonder whether it's time to stamp that out. Is it time to make organ donation compulsory? So from nine this morning, I want your views on this. Do you think that everybody should have to uh, donate their organs when they die? Do you think there are any valid reasons mm. why somebody should not be allowed to donate their organs when they die? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. We'll discuss it from nine on the big phone in. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. I didn't do all of the newspapers. Should we do all of the newspapers? The Daily Express. Bill Roach trial. Corey Stars in court to defend perfect gent. And they've got a picture of uh, Gail and Deirdre. And do you know how they've captioned them? Gail and Deirdre. I, I mean, they've put the Gail, colon, Helen Worth. Deirdre, colon, Anne Kirkbride. <laughs> Maddie police hunt suspects. Detectives ready to make arrests. Police probing the disappearance of Madeleine McCann were closing in on three suspects last night. Hopes were raised of a dramatic breakthrough in the case as investigators were poised. Wouldn't it be amazing, right, if this got solved and they found a child alive or, let's be honest, probably dead? Wouldn't that be amazing if a full stop was put to this? Wouldn't it be amazing if her parents finally had the um, shroud of suspicion that some of you still have about them. Then when we all thought that they'd done it. I mean, now we know, we, now we know they didn't do it, OK? And it was a horrible, horrible thing to think. There are still some of you that think that. Wouldn't it be great if this story that has rumbled on and on and on had an ending? Had an ending? 
Last night, police were preparing to swoop on burglars who were pinpointed as being very close to the holiday apartment where she was staying in 2007. Wow, 2007. After a cold case review, detectives in London focused on the potential major suspects following a painstaking drill through mobile phone records. It's understood there was significant phone traffic between them around the time the three-year-old was vanished. And then there's a picture of Charles and Camilla pulling pints, because that's what common people do. The Daily Mail. What men really think of women looking for love online. Wowzers. No smoking if children are in car. Hang on a second, we were talking about this like ages ago and stuff? Controversial law could be passed in days. Nothing controversial about it. Common sense. The fact that we need to pass a law to stop idiot parents smoking in their cars with their kids. You see it all the time. I've seen two parents having a fag with their kids in the back of the car. That's abuse, you muppets. Smoking in a vehicle carrying children could be banned within days. Piers last night unexpectedly backed a Labour plan that would give ministers the power to make it a criminal offence. The government had argued this would be very difficult to enforce and might infringe civil liberties. Yeah, it would be difficult to enforce. You don't see um, people getting pulled over when they're on, on their mobile phones. Civil, civil liberties. What about the kids' civil liberties? You see? Instead, ministers favoured a major campaign to highlight the dangers of smoking around young people whose lungs are, are, are more vulnerable to smoke. But Lord Hunt, Labour's health spokesman, persuaded colleagues the law was needed to protect children. And then uh, there's uh, Hugh Grant with a lady. Good for him. Well done. Uh, the son, Hugh Grant, with a lady. And detention for all. What's this? Shock plans for Britain's schools. What? Nine hour days. Just seven weeks holiday a year. What? Exclusive. Children will be made to stay in school for nine hours a day, 45 weeks of the year, under radical plans being studied by senior Tories. The scheme, drawn up by David Cameron's former number 10 policy chief, Paul Kirby, would see holidays slashed to just seven weeks and stretch the average school day from around nine till six. Turn to pages four and five. Radical plans, they would also... Additionally, they would slash youth crime. Oh, it's going to slash youth crime. It would aid the national economy by expanding the workforce and prepare pupils for the tough jobs. Hey, what's um, yeah, what's wrong with kids being kids? Why can't kids be kids a bit? Let, let them be kids. Yeah. Is this so that the parents can go out to work and not worry? Uh, Why are they doing this? Probably, I don't know. It's sticking there, Orin. Kelly, Kelly, you've written a rather worrying message on my screen. Beatles are upstairs. Yes. yes! Yeah, yeah, yeah! There was only three of them, right? Whoa, it depends. There were three of them after 1980. Hmm. But before that, there were four of them. Whoa. Maybe one's doubling up. Which one do we think's not there? Uh, I think Ringo. No, it, no, no, it doesn't matter then. So, yeah. He was always going to be a problem, Thomas. Ringo. I'm very, very excited. I love, I love Beatles. Uh, and everyone loves Beatles, don't they? Yes. Everyone loves Beatles. They've crossed the fact that America is going nuts again for the Beatles 50 years after they first arrived. It just proves they cross generations. The relationship I have with the Beatles is they're like my dad's friends. That's a very nice way of putting it. What's your relationship with the Beatles, Kelly? Uh, I like their stuff. I was just upstairs. It's a magical world up there, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I made the Beatles tea. Two teas, one cough. Yeah. And I saw Justin, oh. which is always wonderful. Yeah. All right, Kel, yeah, got you some bits. I've got oh, a, do a ridiculous voice. Got a 8.30 for a... Got people really angry. I hate Beatles, right? Oh. Oh. Quarter two, got you some people, Beatles, they're singing Beatles songs. Well, that's really... That's a great tease. Isn't it? That's really something to look Sorry, forward Janet, to. Sorry, Janet, you wouldn't have liked that bit. No. Uh, Lynn's in Hemel. Morning, Lynn. 
Good morning, lovely Ian. Oh, lovely Lynn. <laughs> I wanted to say I was very concerned here about this homeless shelter being shut down. Yes. Now, Fifteen people could be homeless as a result of it. Fortunately, I'm not homeless. But I was a bit perturbed by the lady that said she's very worried about her daughter being out on the streets. Yeah. Now, I do understand that families break up. But I, if she's that concerned, why won't she take her in? Well, it's it's a tough one. I don't. We don't know the full details of that That's situation. What I mean, you never know. I can give you. I can give you that there is a sensitive situation. Yep. They've tried to have her at home in the past. It doesn't work. It's people aren't always compatible, are they, Lynn? And you can no. offer. And again, let's let's put this family to one side because we don't know the full details. But no, to be honest, I don't get on with my family. Oh, so. why? There's something um, happened. No, it's just chalk and cheese. Well, and that's and the I. thing. Sometimes it's chalk and cheese. Sometimes there are issues, whether they be mental health or drug or alcohol. And I'm not necessarily saying that's the case of this family. I don't know. But also, some people, some people, they kind of reject help. And as a, as a family, there's only so much you can do, isn't there? Oh, if, if, if you're offering help and people are, are, are abusing that, that offer... At some point, for your own sanity, you sort of have to let them get on with their lives and hit a rock bottom and be prepared to accept help, don't you? I don't quite understand, though, why they would be in this day and age. I mean, I've got a house. I haven't got any central heating or anything. Oh. I haven't had any for about a year. So it's bloody cold. I bet it's freezing. At least, at least I'm not outside. I just can't think of anything worse. And I mean, I've seen people. I live in Hemel. And I've seen people, like, sleeping in shelters, you know, like, covered areas, like bus shelters and things. Yeah. And I just can't understand why nothing can be done to help them. How do you get by without any heating, Lynn? What do you do? I freeze most of the time. <laughs> why have you got no heating? Oh, the boiler packed up and I can't afford to have it replaced. It's about £1,000, so... When did that, when did it pack up? I haven't had any heating. This is my third winter. That's terrible, Lynn. Is it? Do you own your own house? Or have you got a landlord or what? Yeah, sadly, or good, I own my own yeah, house. That's the thing, isn't it? When you, it's one of the great joys in life, owning a house. It's also one of the great miseries, because when things go wrong, you're the one that's got to shell out for it. Mind you, I've got people who are going to help me, so adult care and that. Yeah. Because they don't reckon I'll last another winter, to be honest, so... Can I ask how old you are, Lynn? Yeah, I'm 59. 59. And you're living in a house, living on your own? Yes, Without... my partner died 12 years ago. Sorry to hear that. So you're living on your own, in a house with no heating, it's freezing. Let's be honest, it's going to get colder. I know. How does that make you feel? Makes me quite depressed, because being cold is quite depressing, isn't it? That's horrible. I must admit, I spend... I do go to bed very early... And I've got three big duvets on yeah, the bed and drag the cat under for a bit of... There yeah, you go. The, the cat's always good as a little uh, hot water bottle. But you say you've got, you've got adult care services kind of in contact with you, are they? Yeah, they are at the moment, because they say they don't think I'll last another winter, so... Oh. Well, Lynn, you make sure you listen to what they say and, and, and uh, you ask for what you need to ask for. And I think you're lovely. I am lovely, Lynn. And all those people who say I'm not, well, Yabu sucks to them, huh? I can never understand why people phone up to complain about your programme. I know, it's ridiculous. And then listen to it. 
you see that's ah that's the trick because some people like to be uh, some people just like to be angry about things and have have something to point the finger at and, and shout at and if that's me i don't mind i don't mind if that's I'm my role gonna be sad now having a tv for three years either oh but on the bright side not perhaps from your side because i'm forever calling you yes that's when I discovered Three Counties and I listen to it from when I get up to when I go to bed. Well, listen, I'll be honest, I've got a TV. I don't want... Watch, TV's rubbish, Lynn. You're not really missing very much. Listen to the radio, read a good book, bang, that's all you need. Well, I read about four books a week. What are you reading at the moment? I'm reading... I'm going back through my Henry VIII book. Oh, Oh, very grand. Then listen, I've got to go because we've got to take the travel and the news. I think you're wonderful at 3CR. You're so helpful to people. You're very, very kind, Lynn. You're very kind. And thank you for your call. 08459 It's 8.30. Let's get the travel news now. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, we've had a bit more information on that accident on the A1M. The accident is between Junction 9, Letchworth, and Junction 8, Stevenage, and the congestion is back to Junction 10 for Bulldog. Um, There are lanes 1 and 2 of 3 are blocked, so very few cars are getting through in lane 3, and our sensors show that the queues are already stretching back to Junction 10. Slow on the M1, Luton Spur into town between Junction 10, Luton, and Junction 10A, the Kidney Wood roundabout. That's because of the roadworks in that area and on the Chiltern Railway there are still delays of up to 20 minutes between Marlebone and Aylesbury because of an operating problem at Rickmansworth. Kate Mason, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Jane Killick. Fifteen people face being thrown out on the streets with the closure of a night shelter for the homeless in Luton. The premises in Dallow Road has been run by Rise Housing Association, which says it's had its funding withdrawn. The Wolverton Health Centre has finally welcomed its first patients after a string of delays. It was originally due to open in November, but problems with the furniture, the lift, legal guidelines and building regulations kept the doors closed. Specialist military vehicles could be helping flooded communities in Somerset by the end of the day after the County Council asked the government for help. Thousands of acres of land in the Somerset levels are underwater. The weather, another cloudy and damp day with rain or drizzle and a high of 7 Celsius. Under sport and in football, Watford resumed championship action with a televised trip to Nottingham Forest this evening. Manager Beppe Sanino wants them to repeat the form which saw them take a 2-0 lead at Manchester City in last Saturday's FA Cup tie. Here's goalkeeping coach Alec Chamberlain. First half, we, Beppe has said that was the best performance that he's had under, under him so far. Um, he's learned a lot about the players, obviously still things that to improve on, but uh, a real performance to build on for the future and, you know, in the Championship, obviously, is now our focus. And there's full commentary on Watford at Nottingham Forest in three counties sport from seven. Meanwhile, Italian team Genoa are reporting that Watford have signed their Hungarian midfielder Daniel Toza on loan until the end of the season. Manchester City are back on top of the Premier League after achieving a 5-1 victory over Tottenham at White Hart Lane. Spurs were down to 10 men after defender Danny Rose was sent off. Chelsea are three points behind the leaders as they were frustrated by West Ham in a goalless draw at Stamford Bridge. And in Formula One, the Milton Keynes-based Red Bull team had a frustrating start to 
pre-season testing in Spain. World champion Sebastian Vettel completed just 11 laps over the first two days in his new car. Teams had warned that the complexity of the new engines would lead to problems. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. I'll be back with a full bulletin at nine. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Boing, boing, boing. Jay Dizzle. Morning. Is in the house. Yeah. Now, there may be some people curious, because you don't come in the studio very often. Mm. What's what's the crack? Uh, The radio car's broken, Ah. and my woody won't work in the cold. No, of course. You're often running around Luton uh, with uh, your woody out, and it doesn't work in the cold. No, apparently it will be fixed for tomorrow, we hope, anyway. So that's why I'm here in in the warmth of your studio. Very nice, too. Thank you very much, Mm. indeed. Nice jacket. Thank you. It is a nice jacket. Stay there. I'll take a couple of calls, Mm. and we'll find out what you've been out and about to. Aisha's in Milton Keynes. Morning, Aisha. Good morning. Aisha, How are you? I'm good, thank you, Aisha. What can I do for you? Right, you were just speaking to a lady, Lynn. Yes. On the phone about her heating and stuff. I just felt for her. I just felt um, I would like to help her, please, if possible. In what way would you like I to can. help her, Aisha? In any way I can. I mean, though she lives in Hemel, I live in Milton Keynes, but um, anything at all. You know? <laughs> I don't know what I can do over the well, cold period, you know, anything at all. Well, it's it's always... Um, uh, uh, Lynn's a regular caller, isn't it? And it's always, uh, I think, moving when we find out a little bit more about a regular caller, when we find out that perhaps their circumstances aren't quite as uh, as comfortable as we'd like them to be. And I've got yeah. to say, Aisha, your, your offer of help... Who's that in the background? <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Doesn't sound like a baby. How old's your baby? Uh, 13 months. 13 months? <laughs> yes. He sounds like he's about... Is it a boy? A boy, yeah. He sounds like he's about five years old. No. What's he it? wants me to put his CD on in the car. That's what? why he's screaming. What CD is he listening to at the moment? Um, Wheels on the Bus. Oh, man. <laughs> that, that, listen, I, that, that song drives me mad. The, the, the wheels on the bus go round and round. The daddies yes. on the bus go, don't do that. <laughs> what do the mummies on the bus do on your version? Chatter, 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 chatter. <laughs> and the babies on the bus do what he's doing now. Wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> uh, Aisha, listen. Your offer of, of help is very kind, and it shows that you are a very kind, wonderful woman. And I can tell that because your your little baby sounds very happy as well. Okay. Um, it's probably. It's, it, let's see what happens, shall we? We've had lots of people phoning in saying, "Oh, I'd like to help." Um, <laughs> and I don't know what we can do. I, I, I think, to be honest, it's up. It's up to Lynn. Uh, to kind of look for help and ask for help herself. Be quiet! For goodness sakes, little monster. <laughs> I think it's up to Lynn to look for help uh, as and when she needs it. But okay. what you've proven today, Aisha, by calling in, is that you are a lovely lady. So thank you very much for that. You're welcome. Now go thank and drive you yourself about. mad listening to the wheels on the bus. Okay. Thank yeah. you very much. The thing you won't know, Justin, mm. is she won't be listening to the wheels on the bus once, not twice. No, she'll be yeah. listening to it sixty-three times mm. on a loop. On a loop. It's like Heart FM. <laughs> <laughs> Heart FM for babies. Yeah. <laughs> the wheels on the bus as well. I mean, it just goes on and on. So the wheels on the bus go round and round. The wipers on the bus go swish, swish, swish. The daddies on the bus say, "Don't do that." The mummies mm. on the bus. Say chatter, chatter, chatter. Yeah, they don't even get words. And to be fair, I've probably not heard it for about what thirty years. Babies on the bus yeah. going wow, wow, wow. The doors on the bus go open and close. Yeah. 
The um, the bell, the, the horn on the bus goes honk, honk, honk. Play it tomorrow. Okay, fine. Let's do it. it. Come on, let's, let's do, do it. it. The Beatles. It's yes. the 50th year since the Beatles, I don't know, <laughs> did something. The, the American invasion. That's it. That's the current 50th anniversary. We've got um, the Beatles, so I don't remember being a trio, but the, mm. the three of the Beatles are upstairs. Mm. They're coming down later on. I'm genuinely very excited. They're great. Uh, I, uh, I'll let you into a secret, dear listener. It's not the real Beatles. <laughs> what with two of them no longer being with us. But uh, do they sound good? They sound fantastic. You know, as far as Beatles tribute bands go, they are hot. Good. They are good. I love a good Beatles tribute mm. band. I went to see the show uh, in the West End, Let It Be, um, uh, where it's it basically it's a tribute band doing a concert throughout the, the, the stage of the Beatles. Crew. I took my mum. Mm. It was brilliant. It's got great reviews, that show. It was brilliant. Hey, uh, February the 9th, mm. take your mum to see Jerry Marsden. The oh. show we were going to go and see together. Oh, I thought we were going. No. T- Why? A- well, I'm taking my mum and my well, sister. Why can't I come with you? No, that'd be weird. Why not? It's my mum and my sister. I don't want you anywhere no, near you, my... You, you, you made the invite first to me. I don't want you anywhere near two of the most important female <laughs> figures in my life. All right? <laughs> I don't want to start me. calling you dad yeah, yeah, or brother. Yeah. You stitched me again. Yeah, totally. Mm. Anyway, you've been out talking to uh, Beatles fans. Yes, uh, the, 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 the tribute act coming up at about 10 to 9 this morning. Um, we have been out on the streets getting people to sing Beatles songs. That's dreadful. Uh, that's to come Look, uh, before night. But you said earlier on, there can't be anybody out no. there who doesn't like the Beatles. No, they can't. I be. said to you I would find at least two people... Oh. I mean, I've done just that. This gets quite heated. Uh, here's people who don't like the Beatles. Oh I don't. I've, I've never been a fan of the Beatles, really. I'm, I'm into Elvis. I'm, I'm Elvis fan. Um, that that's well, I ain't tattooed on my arm. Is that that's oh, an Elvis tattoo on your arm? Oh yeah. yeah. Show me that again. <laughs> oh my goodness me! You're mad. Doesn't even look like Elvis. It looks like Gilbert O'Sullivan. Oh, that's done years ago. I mean, that's. So, do you actually hate the Beatles? No, no, I hate them. It's not my style of music. I'll, I'll listen to it, but I'm more 60s rock and roll. I like all the 50s, 60s, that period. I still think you're odd, and I think the tattoo backs that up. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. <laughs> That's all right, you're welcome. That's all right, cheers. Dave, the Beatles, fantastic band. You agree, surely? No, they're terrible. God? Can't, can't stand oh. Scousers at all. What about their music, though? Rubbish. Oasis. What? So you don't like the Beatles just because they're from Liverpool? Yes, definitely. Come on, fantastic songs. Help, Can't Buy Me Love, Love Me Do, the list goes on and on and on. Wouldn't play them on the radio. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. So we've got a Beatles tribute band live in our studio this morning. Are you suggesting that we say to them, boys, pick your guitars up and, and go? I wouldn't even let them in the studio. You're genuinely getting quite angry here. Yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> So what would you do then if I took you to my car right now and I played you, please, please me, quite possibly, the greatest album of all time, what would you do? Probably fought through your radio. Is this your friend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he normally this angry? Yeah, yeah, he doesn't like, doesn't like anything from Liverpool. Can I ask for some advice here? Go on. Should I walk away? Because <laughs> he's about six foot two, oh he's a skinhead, and he's looking pretty terrifying. Yeah, Should I right. just go? It's not violence, you'll be all right. Yeah? You're not going to kick off, are you? No, 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 I'm on tablets. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like the Beatles, mm. but he likes Oasis, the, uh, the poor man's Beatles. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You know, obviously he's from Manchester. Yeah. That, but sometimes you've got to be a bit grown up about these things. You've got to be. Yeah. Because, because I'm a Luton Town supporter, yeah. and that would say that, that I shouldn't like Elton John because he supports Watford. Now, hang on a second. Elton John may support Watford, Luton Town and Watford are rivals, but yes. Elton John's music is wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I think you might have fallen victim to the famous scale sense of humour there. That was not a Mancunian accent. He was from Manchester. No, he wasn't. He was. was no, 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 there was two people there. There was two people there. Uh, the guy who did not like the Beatles was from Manchester. No. That was a Manchester accent. Yeah. No. I'm sure of it. It was. No. The guy in the car, his mate, was from Chester. He's definitely from Manchester. There we go. That's what he told me. North-South divide. It's all kicking off here, isn't it? It really is. Listen, go. Yeah, thank you. Before you make things any worse, for goodness sakes. Mike's in Bedford. Morning, Mike. Good morning, Ian. What have you got for us, please? Um, I'd just like to kick off about these um, homeless people. You know, our government needs a real kick up the behind to get them off the street. Yet we're letting immigrants in from Romania and Bulgaria. Where are they housing them? You know, why can't they house their own people? So they're housing Romanians and Bulgarians, are they? Well, <laughs> there's 200,000 come over, as the government said the other day. So where um, are they housed? I, I don't think they said that 200,000 Romanians and Bulgarians had come over. I thought they said something like 136. Well, it depends what uh, load of rubbish you read in each newspaper, doesn't it? So where have you got 200,000 from? Um, I can't m- mention the newspaper, can I? Yeah, of course you can. Sun. The Sun said 200,000 people... Yep. Come over from Rom- Romania and Bulgaria. Yep. Well, uh, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't matter with, with how many's come over. Well, it, what, it, what, it, what it does a our... little bit. It does if you're saying two hundred thousand, and I'm saying it's close to a couple of hundred. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not not going on about Romanians and Bulgarians. Well, you are. I couldn't give a, a monkeys, but um, well, you brought it about... up, so it would imply you do give a little bit of a monkeys. Well, I, I'm more concerned about our own people being on the streets. You know, we've got uh, in. Milton Keynes, they're putting loads and loads of them in bed and breakfast in Bedford. How, how many? Well, I don't know. It's on well, again, your, your... Mike, listen, you can't, you can't come on. You've, you've, you've just spouted spurious statistics at me. You've you started off talking about Romanians and Bulgarians and then said, actually, I don't want to talk about them. Then you said there are loads of them being put into bed and breakfast in Milton Keynes, but you, you don't know how many. Well, you put it on... It was on your news a few months ago. Uh, well, but you, but you phoned up to cite it as an example of what's wrong with this country. You don't know how many. I don't know how many. Could be ten, could be ten thousand. It's unlikely to be ten thousand. Well, you walk around the streets of Cambridge or Bedford in, in the evenings and nights, and the people sleeping rough in doorways. What can't they house those people? Well, but maybe some of those people don't want to be housed. Maybe some of those people are, have uh, are problems with mental health or drug and alcohol issues. Maybe some of those people don't want any help. Um, uh, but, but yeah, if, if that, what are you suggesting that we do, that we force them to go into shelters? Well, there aren't any sh- the shelters you were advertising this morning, one in Hitchin and the other one, they're closing tomorrow. But one so- of them's closing. Your news lot this morning said the Mungo is in Hitchin is closing. Let's talk well. about it. Let's talk about it. Mike, listen, I appreciate your call. Okay, um, Thank you very much indeed. Oh, we've just got to be so careful when you come on. You've got to be careful with scaremongering. There's 200,000 Romanians and Bulgarians to come home. No, there isn't. There isn't. It's nonsense. Uh, and there are loads of people in uh, bed and breakfast are Romanians and Bulgarians in Milton Keynes. How many? I don't know. Well, then you can't say loads. There might be loads. I don't know. So I can't say there are loads. Can I? Because I don't know. There might be one, there might be a hundred, there might be a thousand. I don't know. So you can't just pluck figures out of the air. 08459 455 555 is the uh, telephone number if you want to um, give us a call. I've just had a quick Google to see if I can find where the sun says 
um, 200,000 people have come over from Romania and Bulgaria and I can't, I can't find it. But I can tell you now, that's not true. That's simply not true. Right, it's coming up to a quarter tonight. It's BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, more updates on the big accident on the A1M heading southbound. That's between Junction 9 for Letchworth and 8 Hitchin and that's causing queues back to the Junction 10 for Bulldog. Uh, it's closed two lanes on there and it's a multi-vehicle accident so the queues are now stretching a long way along past the Junction 10. It's also very slow on Letchworth Gate eastbound between Radburn Way and the A1M Junction 9 for Letchworth. That's a knock-on effect from that crash and it's slow on the uh, M1 Luton Spur heading into town between Junction 10 for Luton and Junction 10A, the Kidneywood roundabout. That's because of some roadworks in that area, major roadworks there. And on the M40 heading southbound, we're just getting reports just now of an exit slip road there being uh, to anti-clockwise M25. That's being blocked and there's queues because of a vehicle fire at Junction 1A for the M25. Kate Mason, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Kate. 8.46 or thereabouts. It's Thursday the 30th of uh, January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A night shelter in Luton is closing, leaving 15 homeless people with nowhere to stay. The health centre at Wolverton has finally opened after months of delays. In football, Watford are in championship action tonight when they play away at Nottingham Forest. 08459 455 555. Let's get the weather. Sarah Thornton. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks very much indeed. Hello, good morning to you. A cold uh, start, a cold day in prospect. Temperatures are still only around 2 and 3 degrees across the three counties. We've got some drier weather. We also have a few showers around. Buckinghamshire largely looking dry at the moment. It's more Hertfordshire that is seeing the showers just now and some parts of Bedfordshire too. And in fact, all of us will continue with the risk of showers through the day today. There will be some drier interludes potentially by the end of the afternoon. A smidge of brightness coming through here. But even if you've uh, got the drier weather... And a bit of brightness, it will feel cold with highs of just five, maybe six Celsius at the very best. And still, although it's light, an easterly wind giving it a raw edge. Now, as we go through the night tonight, those showers will die away. And then into tomorrow morning, we'll have a dry start to the day. And in fact, the first half will stay dry, might even have a bit of brightness. It will be another chilly start, though, and temperatures will still be below where they should be for the time of year through much of the day. But in the afternoon, from the middle part onwards, we'll start to see wet and windy weather sweeping in from the west. That'll be with us right the way through the evening into the early hours of Saturday morning. So tomorrow evening's uh, festivities, if you're off out somewhere, a bit of a washout really. But by Saturday morning, most of that's cleared away. And then the weekend is largely looking dry and settled across the three counties. The risk of a stray shower on Saturday afternoon. Sunday looks dry. Uh, the wind's changing direction. It'll be fairly breezy on Saturday. But by Sunday, a bit of brightness coming through, maybe even some sunshine in the afternoon and dry with a top temperature of 8 Celsius. I'm Sarah Thornton with your BBC Three Counties Weather. If you've got a problem with a company, a council or an organisation,
organisation. Get this roofing company round, see if they can fix the problem, and I'll pay the bill. He said, yeah, I did say that. The JVS Show fights for your rights. This conversation went round and round and round. And tackles your consumer problems. So, Roy, the question is, has he paid the bill? Yes, and he was standing there and he handed me an envelope. So I just opened the envelope and I looked inside of it. There's a cheque for £120 and that's it. If you need our help, email jvsshow at bbc.co.uk. Are you happy? Yes, I'm quite happy. I will give him my fanfare, my horn and any other problems, Roy, you know where I am. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine. BBC Three Counties Radio. Controversy. There is controversy, Justin. You've got me involved in a BBC Mm. scandal, which I really didn't expect to have for another 30 or 40 years. Uh, You played the audio of a gentleman you thought was from Manchester. You told me it's from Manchester, yep. Catherine disputed it. She's from Oop North. I'm from Manchester. Right, OK. Steve is in Stevenage. Morning, Steve. Morning, Ian. You, you dispute it as well. Oh, yeah, 100%. He, he was a scouser. Right. He, as soon as he opened his mouth and he said something about, I hate all scousers or something like that. Right, OK. I he, well, listen, I've got the gentleman. Let's have a listen. That's scousers at all. What about the music, though? Rubbish. Oasis. So you don't like the Beatles just because they're from Liverpool? Yes, definitely. Come on, fantastic songs. Help, Can't Buy Me Love, Love Me Do, the list goes on and on and on. Wouldn't play him on the radio. He's a scouser. Can you really not hear <laughs> He's a scouser. <laughs> <laughs> you, but, see, so we, we'll go back and ask him. No, he was no. doing a joke on you. This I, is, I wouldn't. Can we just, for, for, for a second, we have to be serious. It's very, very mm. serious. I would like to apologise on behalf of the BBC for the uh, mistake in accents there. Justin Dooley will be soundly thrashed later on. Why? We're in bed, hearts and bucks. Who cares about him anyway? Steve, thank you very much for your call. I'm sorry you felt the need to call in. Catherine, I apologise to you and your kinfolk. Okay. Just what you got? Yes. Um, By the uh, way, hello, hello Beatles. <laughs> the Beatles are here. Hello, Beatles. Hey, Ian. How, how you doing? Yeah, very excited. We'll have you playing in a second. Very excited. But go on, Josh. So, um, yeah, you sent me out this morning to yep. uh, try and find people who could sing Beatles songs and to, to talk about their favourite Beatles songs. Th- this is actually going to make our tribute band sound even better. Wow. Uh, Simon Cowell won't be impressed. But um, I've been out this morning uh, talking to people and getting people to sing their favourite Fab Four songs. Here's what happens. Kieran, the Beatles. I've just spoken to somebody who absolutely hates them. Surely you love them, don't you? I think you can't dispute the, the impact they had on the history of music. So, yeah, you've got to love the Beatles. What's your favourite Fab Four track? Come Together. Right, I'm now going to stand back. OK, can you give me 20 seconds? OK, this is your chance to be a radio star. 20 seconds of Come Together. Go for it. Here come old flat top, he come. Grooving on slowly, he got. Juju apple, he won. Holy roller, come together right now. Over me. Thank you so much. No problem, cheers. Joe, we're talking about the Fab Four this morning. For you, it's Love Me Do. What an amazing song that is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it stands test of time. Should we have a little sing together? No. Oh, come on, ten seconds. No, love, love me do. You know no, I, I love, love you. you. Very fast. I'll always be true. You finish it, so please, please. Now your turn. Love me do. Yeah, you were a bit flat. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Voitred, come on. Let's hear your favourite Beatles song. Sing it for me. Oh, maybe Bruno Mars and... Uh, Bruno Mars? Yeah, something. No, no, your favourite Beatles song? Beatles? Yeah. Yesterday. Yesterday, all my Beatles so far away. Bit of passion, come on. Mm. Sorry, I'm, I'm tired. Yeah, he's tired. The Beatles are here, ladies and gentlemen. You, now, listen, we've got Max, we've got Cliff, we've got Grant. Where's Ringo? 
<laughs> he, mi- he missed the bus. Oh, flipping heck. I mean, unbelievable. Now, you're not obviously... Let's, OK, guys, it's not the real Be- Beatles. Who are you? What, what, what are you? Um, I'm Grant uh, from Milton Keynes. Yeah. Uh, I just work in an office. But what's the, but you're a Beatles tribute And a band. Beatles man. What's the name of the band? It's called uh, Ultimate Beatles. Fantastic. I'll tell you what, let's have a song and then we'll have a chat. What are you going to play for us first? Uh, we're going to do I Saw Her Standing There. Oh, beautiful. Away you go, fellas. One, two, three, four! Fellas, I love it. Thank you very much. You've even got the proper Hofner bass, the McCartney bass. Yes, indeed. I play a little bit of bass. I really struggle with playing bass and singing at the same time. How do you work that trick? That can be a challenge. That's um, the challenge. Yeah, yeah. Especially the later McCartney stuff when he was really becoming really inventive on the bass, um, and he didn't actually usually have to play those songs live. So. Yeah. It takes a bit of practice. Yeah. Listen, we're, we're running out of time. Uh, the, the Ultimate Beatles, you've got a gig coming up. Is that right? Whereabouts? It's uh, tomorrow, uh, Saturday, 1st of February, in the Arc Theatre in Bournemouth. It's two days. No, well, sorry, Friday. Well, no, Saturday. Sorry. <laughs> Saturday, the 1st of February, in the Arc Theatre. 
in Boreham Wood. And is there a website? If people want to find out more about you, have you got a website or anything? Um, our website is www.thebeatlestribute.co.uk and the theatre one is www.thearctheatre.co.uk. Fantastic. I, I listen, I think I love a good Beatles tribute band. You are a good tri- tri- Beatles tribute band. Have you got another song for us? We could do one if you want. I'm yeah. going to give you, I'm gonna, we've only got a couple of minutes, so I'm going to give you a sign. That means we've got to take travel. So if you could stop singing, but carry on playing. You guys are going to be the travel beds. We're a bed. Nice. You're right. a bed. <laughs> Go on, away you go, fellas. He's a real nowhere man Sitting in his nowhere land Making all his nowhere plans For nobody Doesn't have a point of view Knows not where he's going to Isn't he a bit like you George He's as blind as he can be Just sees what he wants to see No man can you see me at all I love the falsetto at the end. Well done. Right, just in exact time. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, there are two lanes closed and severe delays as well as queues on the A1M heading south uh, because of a multi-vehicle accident between Junction 9 Letchworth and Junction 8 for Hitchin. All of the build-up is going back to Junction 10 for the A1, so it's a big accident that's caused these problems. And it's also leading to problems on Letchworth Gate eastbound between Radburn Way and the A1M, the Junction 9 for Letchworth, of course. Queuing traffic also on the exit slip road on the M40 heading towards the 
M25 anti-clockwise. That's partly blocked because of a vehicle fire on the M40 southbound at Junction 1 for the M25. Also looking slow on the M1 Luton Spur into town between Junction 10 Luton and Junction 10A, the Kidneywood roundabout. Kate Mason, BBC Three Counties Radio. Very quickly, give us the gig on the website again. It's the Arc Theatre in Boreham Wood, www.thearctheatre.co.uk and you can turn up on the door and get tickets. Vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Thursday morning. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, 